Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote and everyone dies. Listen and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm Matt. I'm your host. This is episode 322, baby. I'm here with uh, Better Matt. That's me. I'm here with uh, Normal Fro. Why does he get higher billing than me? (laughs) Well, there's two Matts, and there's only one Fro. Yeah. Find another Fro and get him on the show, and we'll we'll, (sighs) we'll designate one to be better. I don't want another one on the show. All right. And uh, also... I, also well, joining us this week. Been... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Matt. You're better, <laughs> okay. right? You're right. better at talking <laughs> over people. No, I was saying I am. I'm pretty good at that. Uh, no, I was. I don't think I've ever been introduced before, Fro. I think that that's where it put a hair across my ass. Who the <laughs> fuck is this guy to get a fucking higher billing than me? I'm borderline an original member. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Make Fun Network. Uh, page, but he's been. Uh, I got to go with the hot hand, and right now, Better Matt's the hot hand. So <laughs> people are loving him. I guess so. You know what? If you're gonna put it that way, I'll concede. All right. Well, let me introduce. He's, our, he's the hot new thing. Our other host today, uh, our other host, uh, and also host of This Rules of Sucks, David. Catchphrase. There you go, um, David. When are we gonna do? So uh, uh, real quick, I tried to send you the link to download the movie we're gonna do for the new episode of Turts. Uh, uh, but Facebook didn't let me send it because it's like obviously a, a site where you download movies and probably a bit uh, sketchy. So I downloaded it. Uh, you can send uh, it to your your email if you want it. Okay, I will do that. It 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 it's been a long time coming for me to for me to do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get that done. But uh, David, what have you been up to? You were on the last show. You were on uh, fighting characters. Yeah, that's what's gonna. I be. was I've been on a show, and it's been a long time. Yeah, I. Honestly, not a lot. I there are some days with the whole quarantine thing where it's like I wake up and I'm like, cool, I don't have to see people. Uh, <laughs> and then other days where it's like, oh man, I want to see people. So I I don't know. I'm just trying to. I go on walks. I walk for a couple miles a day. Hell yeah, I so love walks. Nice. I go on walks too. I love them. Right? Yeah. There's my Do neighborhood you? has like a shitty golf course, and I just walk on that, and it's it's really. It's just nice. Yeah. No, I, I walk. Uh, I try to walk every day. That's wild to me. There's a um, you walk you every a day. <laughs> I so the entire time that I worked at my last job, I would go on walks for my lunch break every day for like an hour oh. or so. Um, okay. You know what? Yeah, I remember you telling me that. So. <laughs> okay, that's that's in the, the conversation. Yep. Uh, we don't need to go on it further. Matt confirmed walks. Um. Yep. So, yeah, Matt, you have some. You won last week, and people I sure did. People are loving you. Yeah, I don't so, get it. I'm just going to fucking say something right now. What is this? What is this bit that everybody else is fucking doing? You like me, Fro? Yeah, but like, not like these people like you. <laughs> um, you don't You don't like me on the podcast. You just like me in real life. Yes. Podcast you is fucking trash. Real life you, <laughs> 100% fine. Um, uh, honestly, so someone posted about it, and I was like, oh, that was really nice of that person to say. And then like, a couple more people were posting and then there was like another thread about it and I there were legit four threads about you a naked man just walked by david by the way um 
Oh no, that's not a that's not that's not a naked man. Don't worry. Uh, So, um, and for a moment, I was like, okay, this has got to be. I think Matt is pranking me right now. I think that he went and asked a bunch of people to do this, so that then there was this they they could all turn on me or something, uh, or someone was playing a joke on me. I really thought that for a while. but I appreciate it, and I think. Where's your evidence to support that? No, no, it was it was just the thing that came to mind. I was like, is I, you know, I, I didn't think that it could be possible, and I was like, well, the only what a tin foil hatter. I know the <laughs> only logical explanation. You know, it, it's it's one of those. The simplest explanation must be the right one, and the simplest explanation here must be that Matt's playing an elaborate prank on me. You've been on the show for a while. It's I don't know. People it's to finally, to, I think they realize that uh, some people don't do the show as often as you, and I think they're just appreciative. Well, I, I think the other thing is that um, I'm not combative with the fans. <laughs> that might in, help. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that Fro and even you, to a lesser degree, Matt, and definitely BWK, has been combative with the fans and and i i, I appreciate them so i, think I need to i listen i rule with an iron fist and i need <laughs> to make sure that all the fun yeah. butts are are in line i can't i can't sustain a coup right now so True. okay so the way that that works though like matt's dynamic is anybody that doesn't side with him is trash right you're all fucking uh, stupid uh-huh. i i have a just a blanket statement of i will just blindly hate somebody for a short while speaking of which i do have another death from Hosway. Oh my God! Get over yourself, Josue. Go on. It's so great that he's committed to that bit. Uh, you know what? Good for him. He thinks he's a fucking comedian. He and, thinks he can fucking and run I a have bit. A, uh, and I have a bit from uh, Cam Cameron Bevins about you. Now, okay, so now <laughs> I respect Cameron Bevins a little bit more because Josue is just biting at Cameron Bevins' shit. Let Cameron Bevins be the fucking main public enemy to me. You had to come out of fucking nowhere to be a fucking white knight for your fucking dink little brother? White. Younger brother? Who knows? Who cares? These these two Hispanic brothers are white knighting each other. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Oh, it's so like, great. Get so, the fuck out of here. So, David, I don't know if you're aware, but... um. Fro, I'm not aware. Fro made a uh, a disparaging remark about one of our fu- our you know a, a veteran fun but Daniel uh, Sepultura. <laughs> uh, veteran, uh, but he's like fucking twelve. He's not twelve. Anyway, so so anyway, so Daniel's little brother has decided to, who also is a listener of the show, has decided to send in a death about how Fro dies every week. Until I apologize. Until he apologizes. It's not fucking happening. And so far, we're on like week five of like. Wow. Yeah. I think this is the third. I don't know. I don't care. It's 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 it's, it's, it's all good to me. Yeah, but that's what's happening, David. Just to catch you up, is uh, Fro is in an actual dispute with he's fighting he's fighting a war on two fronts between him and Josue Sepultura, and then also Cameron Bevins. I yeah. mean, Cameron Bevins is the OG. It's just taking him too long, but I guess it was actually Matt's fuck up. That was my fault. So I respect Cameron Bevins for. Uh, initially doing it, but Matt fucked up uh, presenting your uh, your disagreements with me. It's it's a bold strategy to combat your fan base, but I applaud it. <laughs> I, I, I like how you anal- analytically broke that down like a sports commentator. <laughs> well, it's, it's a bad strategy. Uh, there. <laughs> Let's see if it works out. Uh, better, Matt. <laughs> your deaths because you won. 
Okay, band name Deaths. Matt Prime woke up early one morning to find out what a butthole surfer really was. He went down to the beach and walked into the first surf shop he could find. At first, the employee was confused at his question. A butthole surfer? Sorry, bro. We just surf gnarly waves. <laughs> then it, then it occurred to him. <laughs> then it I didn't occurred want to, to laugh him. at that. <laughs> <laughs> then it occurred to him that Matt might really want to shred the gnar. He brought Matt to the back room and told him to turn around. The next thing Matt knew, he had an entire surfboard being jammed into his ass. Going for the full gorgasm, the shopkeeper rammed it in so hard that it ripped Matt in two, and he died. Sadly, that flat butt did not protect him. Yeah, but at least I died getting fucked. <laughs> getting fucked. Fro, nice. Fro, on the other hand, had no intention of being the next bathtub shitter. He patched up that brown eye of his so tight, nothing was coming out. This chocolate starfish is staying closed, Fro exclaimed. Fro's wife, once again disappointed that he was preventing her from having an exciting sex life. So she started to secretly feed him foods that she knew would back him up. With no way to let it loose, he became as full of shit as Matt Prime. This, of course, <laughs> killed him. God damn it! Who are you? You're not what? funny. What, what happened? <laughs> I tell you, maybe funny. it's the uh, it's the support of all the fun butts. I guess. Or he's just learning from us. Yeah, maybe we're finally <laughs> rubbing off on him. He's getting a little bit of a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of uh, Thanks, just being guys. like, well, I eat, uh, my name's Matthew, I eat, eat plain pasta. plain pasta, I'm very <laughs> vanilla. That's it, I, uh, I, re- I read Superman comics. Certainly do. <laughs> and I, um, I uh, have sex with my underwear on. <laughs> just stick my little pee-pee through the hole. Yeah. That's a well, pretty big com- personality <laughs> trait, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, so let's not, let's not knock that, all right, guys? Look, if Superman can wear his underpants on the outside, <laughs> I can wear mine while I have sex <laughs> Um. So anyway, <laughs> do you want to do the Joe Swagoff now? Oh no, yeah, fucking skip up. his. No, I don't want to hear his. No. Backlog him. I want to hear Cameron Bevins, if anything. Backlog him. Yeah, that means fucking cancel right. him. Shut him down because I'm sick of it. I'll do. I'm not shutting him down. Sick uh, of it. I'll do Cameron Bevins first. Here we go. It's a. It's a limerick about Fro. Ooh. There once was a man named Fro whose life was at an all-time low. He quit the podcast, got drunk off his ass, and now he's just a hoe. That's it. All right. That's it? That's Man, it. Cameron Bevins, at least this fucking poser-ass Josue puts more effort into it. Fucking step up. I I thought you were going to be a premium cam girl, and you just gave me a fucking trial? Fuck out of here. Wow. Damn. Not to mention that poem was plagiarized from... Edgar Allan Poe. I, I don't know. <laughs> Every other limerick ever. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know if I should do this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> From Hostway. Is it long? No, it's just... Um, uh, okay. Uh, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. I didn't write this. Okay. This is the words of Hostway. <laughs> I want to fucking put that out there. I did not write this. It's it's just... It's, it's fine. You'll see. It's very short. So here it goes. Uh... Actually, I don't know. I think he deleted. Hold on. I don't know if he deleted half of it or what's up with it. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just pass on this one, Josue, to be honest. Oh, geez. It's, it's, it's not bad, but 
I'm going to have to make a uh, executive decision that I don't think it's in good taste now. Well, I'll take wow. this one and we'll uh, we'll read it in a year from now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'll, so I'll wow. mark this down. I, I will send it to Fro, though. I will let him read it. Yeah, send it to me. But for right now, let's just not give it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love you. It's just that one I'm going to... Um, I'll put it this way. I'd like to maintain my job and podcast. <laughs> that good, huh? Uh, right. <laughs> it's it's not even that bad. It's just I think we can all well, yeah. probably figure out what it uh it's what I mean, current yeah. event is. Yeah. Oh related. yeah, we get it. twenty twenty one is gonna be a year of calm. So we're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be fine to read it yeah. in a year. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, better Matt. So <clears throat> I don't know. Good uh good job last week. Good job and everything. Oh, my voice is going up. Oh, oh. oh man. <laughs> All right, Tazon Day, clearing your throat on the side of the microphone. Chocolate rage. That's pretty good. Meet meet Prime. What are we talking about this week? Today we're talking about how you're a dumb little bitch. <laughs> nice. Uh did you listen to the episode last week, Matt? Did I listen to it? Yeah. I was on it. Yeah, but you didn't listen to it. I, I listened to like a, a bit of it because someone said my audio sounded better, but I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you're right. I pulled a little bit of a bit on you. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, one, uh, no one likes you, and uh, you should probably <laughs> uh, consider dyeing your hair. <laughs> dyeing my hair. Yeah, so maybe fit I... in with a different... So what happened was at the end of the ep- last week's episode, you said that you had to go. And I said, all right, smell you later. And yeah. when I said that, you immediately dropped off gone you yeah you bailed and i saw that and i was like that's motherfucker like usually we like we have a like a little bit of like oh good show like uh back I had and to forth go. he had to go mm-hmm. and he just fucking cut out immediately and i was like this motherfucker cut out so i continued to record and i said you know how rude it was that you had that you cut out so abruptly they didn't even say bye you just you just dipped out as soon as the podcast <laughs> ended and i was like you know what fuck better man i was like here's what i want to happen and i said everyone compliment matt all week because i want to build him up and i want him to think i want him to think that people oh my god enjoyed his his efforts i knew his, it was too good to be true i knew that was, you were behind it i'm actually surprised he kind of like kind of pinpointed it i it was the first thing that came to my mind but then i was like yeah but where where would he have done that and that's like a lot of work and <laughs> He's got a lot going on in his life, so maybe not. But yeah, I was right the first time. You were right the first time. Nobody. I'm actually liked impressed you. that uh, people kept going after you said "smell goodbye." Yeah, smell people, goodbye. Of course, people kept going. What the fuck? Smell <laughs> goodbye. Smell goodbye. Smell goodbye. What is wrong with me? Smell it's goodbye. <laughs> it's hot in here. What is wrong with you? I'm warm. <laughs> but nope, it uh, was me. I did it all. That's funny. Great work. Thanks. Oh. What is this? It's my victory music. It's the anvil chorus. <laughs> Matt, would you do the uh, the mankind route and have uh, entrance music and separate uh, uh, winning music? music? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but no, Matt, everyone, everyone... Everything everybody said was rooted in some truth. It just wasn't uh, real <laughs> truth. Um, <clears throat> so this week we're talking about books we read as a child or as a kid. I didn't know how to phrase that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I, I feel like saying child makes you feel odd. Why? I don't know. I feel like a creepy old man. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all, it all Child. depends on what you mean by it. Yeah. yeah, you kids reading a book? You want to read it on my lap? Too far? What are yeah. the children reading? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought, um, I just, for some reason, I thought of a, a book. I don't know why it popped into my head, but I was like, hey, that'd be a good topic. You know, books that we read as, as kids. Um, pretty much all my books were either like assigned reading in school. Um, I think only one of them was like a, uh, I'll read this on my own. Assigned reading, huh? Okay. Yeah. You, you didn't, did you not go to school, Fro? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's subjective. I was there in, in, middle, uh, in physical form, but mentally, not so much. So it's, uh, you objectively were at school? Yes. Okay. Mm. Did, did they go over subjective versus objective in school when you were there? Maybe. I don't fucking know. I was asleep. Jeez Louise. Um, but yeah, I'm no, not I a good barometer for fucking how people fucking do their life, okay? okay definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought it'd be fun, and I, I pitched it, and everyone said, oh, good, good topic, Matt. You're very handsome. I said, thank you, everyone. I did not. I said, ooh, this will be rough, uh, tough for me, but short. Yeah, and also he spelled half the words in the sentence wrong, so I was like, "Thanks." Be a good one. Look at that. Um, does anyone have uh, anything uh, to note about how they made their list, or was it hard? Was it difficult? Was it hard? Or it was difficult? hard to narrow it down because you read so many books. Yeah, I, a lot came to mind. Uh, oh yeah, and there was still more this morning, and I, I was like, "Oh yeah, I fucking remember that one," and that, but it didn't end up making the list. Hmm. I, I guess. I was I was a little confused. Books we read as a child, as Matt so creepily put, like we what the like. I don't think I counted high school as being a child. Yeah, I think so, my cutoff was just like the end of middle school for me. Yeah, so around there, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I, I didn't read as a kid. Like, uh oh. So, <laughs> uh-oh. but I, I got some good ones. There you go. Yeah, I think I used fifth grade as the cutoff. I didn't do anything after fifth. Grade. <laughs> after fifth grade, Matt was a full blown adult. <laughs> do you ever like, right? Do you ever feel like that when you were a kid? Like I, I feel like when I was a kid, I always felt like I was as old as I was ever going to be. And I'm like, no, I'm all grown up. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Look at my Superman I- tidy whities Only adults wear these. I'm never going to change. <laughs> I am who I am forever. <laughs> Isn't that Popeye? We're going to be young forever. Yep. But uh, who wants to start? I started last week, so I'm going not it. I'll start because I think my list is pretty poor and it will... Uh, there won't be too much to talk about. Okay. okay. Go ahead. We'll just get it out of the way. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so my number five is a book that I only vaguely remember. Uh, and But I do remember reading it quite a bit as a kid. Uh, I just have memory issues uh, overall. So trying to pull back stuff from back then, very difficult for me. Um, mm. So my number five book, uh, children's book that I read as a kid... <laughs> Uh, is uh, a very hungry caterpillar. Oh, yep. one. You hate caterpillars. I do I hate caterpillars. I can't believe uh, this is on your list. However, I do very much remember reading this book, and I I really really enjoyed this as a kid. If I remember correctly, and I probably don't. Uh, this is one of those kind of like there's like a visual. Uh, gimmick to this book as well so if you like turn pages I remember there being holes and so you could see through the page to the next one um, mm-hmm. so it looked like uh, like a, a bad spot on an apple and then you open it and it's like a new image from that hole um, I just really 
enjoyed uh, that gimmick that they had in place. Um, and I I like eating food, so I think I like this book. You don't like uh, eating food. We've gone over this. <laughs> this well, book does not click with you at all. <laughs> okay, so a caterpillar is not eating. Learning more about him. <laughs> a cat- so hear this out. A caterpillar is not eating for taste. It's eating for sustenance. Just like me. I identified with this caterpillar at the time. Now I have a bitter hatred for this caterpillar and all other <laughs> caterpillars. Personally, not in my neighborhood. That's what I say about caterpillars. Not my backyard. Yeah, NIMBY. <laughs> so, a couple of things on this book, Fro. Did you know well, that uh, Eric Eric Carl, the the author and illustrator of this book... First time I've ever heard his name, but thank you. Uh, that's fine. Has a museum in Western Massachusetts. No shit. Uh, really? The museum, the museum of Picture Book Art. Uh, whereas <laughs> as, there's a lot of different picture book arts in there, but it's mostly his, you know, museum for his work. Where is it? A bunch of stuff. It's in Western yeah. Massachusetts. Uh, what? Yeah, that's very vague. Yeah. It, it's, it's a museum near... about how much I rule. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's. I think it's. It's near. Uh, near Northampton. It's in that okay. kind of vicinity. So um, Eric Carl did both the writing and the illustrations. You said. Yeah, he is the okay. designed, illustrated, written by. Uh, and then in uh, and so I was just looking at the Wikipedia article and I saw a fun fact about this book that in 1999, uh, when George W. Bush was running for president, Pizza Hut asked him and, uh, and the other 50 governors what their favorite childhood book was, and he said, uh, "The Very Hungry Caterpillar." Except he was 23 when the book was published. It <laughs> <laughs> was very fun. My daddy used to read that to me was, when I was about to yeah, head when outside. I was, when I was 23 when I first learned to read. I mean. It's a great book, and I, I actually don't fault him for liking it because it is really good, and the art is great, and it's fun. But it, I just think that was very funny. Huh. Yeah, um, but I don't know. It just it just it brings back vague memories of my childhood uh, when I think about this book. Anytime I see the image of the caterpillar, like I do remember a time that yes, I definitely flipped through this book uh, and potentially read the words um, and enjoyed what I saw. Because um, I think it was like a numbers thing as well, if I remember correctly. Like it was all these foods and whatnot, and it'd be more and more foods as you turn the page, um, and you'd see yeah. through the hole. Uh, some again, like I said, the gimmick of seeing through the hole and kind of peering into uh, what I'm trying to say, like, like just kind of. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Do you think it has uh, I don't know what that noise was. Fear so. of, of caterpillars? Like, do you think yeah, I'm going through PTSD <laughs> as well with the caterpillar thing. So, um, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Off. It's like a weird. It's like a forced perspective type of thing. And I, I, I always enjoyed that as a kid. And it kind of like that shit kind of blew my mind as a child because like I'm fucking stupid. So like, whoa, whoa it's on the next the page. page. <laughs> uh, so like stuff like that. And I think he turned into a butterfly at the end. And um, mm-hmm. I also don't like butterflies too. So. So, yeah, Very Hungry Caterpillar. I enjoyed this book uh, when I was a kid. And uh, he had another book out. I I guess I won't say it. Uh, but I, I enjoy his artwork. Even when I look at it now, it's a very unique uh, style. It's very, like, bad, but it's a unique style. It's yeah, I feel in like... a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like everybody sort of has... You, you got to say something that's probably memorable. I feel like everybody can remember that picture of the caterpillar. Oh, big time. Like, so, like, it, yeah. it's, that sticks out in my mind. For sure. Right. Um, better, Matt, you want to go? I would be delighted. 
My number five. My number five is a book that probably wasn't super popular, but I fucking loved it. And it was actually a series. And the book was called My Teacher is an Alien. Don't know it. Oh, my God. Matt, do you remember remember this? Did you read this? I I don't know if I read it, but I remember it. The the cover was legitimately scary. Yeah. uh, Because it had, like, the teacher, like, peeling off his skin, and he was, like, a green, gross alien underneath. And I remember seeing that as a kid and being, and thinking aliens were the most fascinating thing in the entire world. And I loved this book and the whole series uh, about, his name was, like, it wasn't it wasn't Beeblebrox because that's from Hitchhiker's Guide, something weird like that, and and the kids discovered that their teacher was an alien and was like investigating the human race, um, hmm. but then it turned out that it was like more complicated than he wasn't like a bad guy. He was doing it for good reasons, and that you know the series continued on, and I, I just loved it, and it was so you know the the world that the 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 writer, I, I don't even remember who it was, put together was so Bill Brasky. Is uh, Bruce Coville. Bruce Horrible Breaks. Yeah. I don't recognize this book at all. Cover's cool, though. The name, um, the which, title's familiar. So there's a couple of versions of the cover. Yeah, I'm um, seeing a bunch, the, but I enjoy the all newer of them. They all ones, kind of have the same. Yeah, the newer ones aren't as scary. I think the original one from when I was a kid is the scariest of them, and I think it's definitely the best. Uh, yeah, Bruce Colville. And um, boy, this book was so cool and so much fun. Um, and uh, it, yeah, so it's my number five. I don't know if is any- this uh, is this easy reading? Can I pick this up now? Like, no problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a children's book series, so it's small. You so can probably that means read easy, it in right? An afternoon. Yeah, yeah, you okay. can read it in an afternoon. Um, it's very, very easy. Okay, you cool. I'll, I might have to check it out. I'll see if I can find a uh, PDF somewhere out there. The guy wrote like two of the books in a year, so they're pretty short, right? They're not. <laughs> it's not hard. Uh, are there any pictures uh, in it? There are no pictures. No, oh, I can't uh, do it. I'm it's grades three to <laughs> seven, eight, eight to twelve. Me. It's a h- hundred and sixty pages, right? You can blow. Whoa, that's that a sounds good. like a fucking couple days for me. That's a brick. <laughs> it's like a novel. <laughs> uh, uh, man, it's great. I love it. I don't know this book, but uh, I do enjoy the cover, so I'll give you a, a thumbs up on that. Yeah, I I remember it. I don't. I want to say I read it. I don't remember reading it, but I definitely remember that cover. Maybe it's one of those things where I was like, that was a book I wanted from like like the bookstore catalog. and uh, The Scholastic Book Fair? I couldn't get it because uh, my parents gave me no money. <laughs> By uh, question for uh, either of you two or David, uh, David, if you know this cover at all. So a question for everybody. Which one? Uh, everybody. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> which, one, uh, which cover is the one that you know of? The one that, that- Matt's citing. I, I'm looking at it right now, but like so I see a, like three different ones that are pretty similar. It's a red border around the red cover, border. Okay, I know what you're talking through about. A window and they're on the outside in the foreground, yeah. looking at this it looks dude like peeling a, this like, head off. It looks like a Drew Susan Susan, the guy who did like the the Indiana Jones posters and the Star Wars posters. They're like yep. very photorealistic painting that, mm-hmm. that style cover. Gotcha. Cool. Oh my god. The cover to my teacher flunked the planet, the alien guy, he looks exactly like the mask. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's Somebody green and he's yellow him. suit. <laughs> this planet's smoking. <laughs> there's a bunch of these. My teacher glows in the dark. Yeah, there's four uh, books. My teacher fried my brains. <laughs> my teacher farted. <laughs> Matt, yeah, write that goodness. book. My teacher farted? I'll write it. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> I would have read that 
front to back if I was a kid. There weren't enough art books when I was a kid. Keep it under 100 pages, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And add a couple pictures to make it easier. If I'm writing it, it's going to be very small. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Matt's typing ability is not terrible. It's absolutely terrible. (laughs) All right, uh, David, number five. All right, my number five. Kind of just a series, uh, but Wayside School. Y'all know Wayside? This is another one that I definitely remember, but I can't remember if I read it. Yeah, so Wayside, it it had such an odd sense of humor to it. It it was just a a bunch of books based around this school that, like, how do you describe it? Like, it was such weird characters. Like, there was, like, so the school was built. Basically, every single floor was a single classroom, and it wouldn't spread out at all. They just would keep building the rooms on top of each other. So it was, like, 40 stories tall, and... The hmm. blueprints of the school, there was they forgot to add a thirteenth floor, so you would you you would go up the stairs and you would go from the twelfth floor to the fourteenth floor, but like it was very established in the lore of the school, like no, there's just it's like no, like we we there's we didn't name the next floor to thirteenth, it's just we forgot the thirteenth, like just like this really offbeat sense of humor hmm. and. There was stuff where, like, the principal, like, he would enact these rules, and it's like, I, I'm not describing this series at all, like, well at all. But like, it, <laughs> No, 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 you are. It, I, I'm it, fully understanding what you're saying. They just kept adding on to this school. Yeah, but, like, it, it, it was just, it seriously came off as, like, just this guy with a weird sense of humor was like, what if a school was like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like... Like the principal was super inept and he did like he he added all these rules where he's like, if you're going to go up the stairs, stay to the right. And if you're going to go down the stairs, stay to the left. And then the kids will keep running into each other. And he's like, why are you doing that? Just follow my rules. I'll, like, so it, I'm looking at a um a list of characters for this series. Yeah. And there's a, yeah. I'm like, I'll give you an example of like what Dave is saying. Mr. Gorf, the son of Mrs. Gorf. He swears revenge on Mrs. Jewel's class after learning what happened to his mother and does so by stealing their voices through his third nostril. What yep. the fuck? <laughs> yep. So when when you first said it, it didn't ring a bell, and I did an image search for the covers, and it's the same thing. The new covers are like these goofy, cartoony things, but then the older covers are way better. And I remember Sideways Stories from Wayside School and Wayside School. Sideways Stories, down. yep. I remember yep. this. Yeah, that's I what I also. I think a I remember few more the, car- the TV show. There was a TV show. Are you serious? Don't. Yeah, you it can't looks trust like there's a cartoon. Fro. You can't trust Fro. What do you oh mean you can't God. trust me? I just wanted to say it has nothing to do with what David's talking about or the show. I just want everyone to know that you can't trust Fro. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Good. I won't dispute you on that. There's also a few more characters include Hobo Bob, a hobo who hates socks, brought in by Sherry for show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> And this is a school where just a hobo hangs out, I guess. Oh, I just found him. And there's Xavier Dalton, a man who made Miss Nogard bitter and hateful after being disgusted by her third ear. <laughs> Rightfully so. And, I mean, weird. this it's really weird. And like to be completely honest, I think even when I was reading it, I was like, I think this is funny, but I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Apparently, I, like, the cartoon I, was Canadian. That's why we don't know it. Oh, I don't watch oh, Canadian okay, then things. I, then I guess I don't know this. Uh, there's oh. Miss there's Miss Zarvez's cow, a cow that une- unexpectedly joins Mrs. Zarvez's class in timeout. It regularly interrupts class and nearly causes Miss Zarvez to quit. Yeah, that, 
I guarantee you there are people listening who are just like, whoa, my God, where's side school? And I, and I'm just, I'm probably being infuriating to them because I'm just like, I don't know. There was a weird thing with the floors. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome to me. This is all I do. I drive people fucking crazy with everything that I say. Hold well, on, hold on. There's a character named Sammy who was revealed to be a dead rat bundled in raincoats. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if this came out now, this would be the biggest fucking thing in the world. Like, if you made this a TV show, this sounds like current, like, cartoon humor. Yeah. Like, this is very much an uh, uh, Adventures of uh, Gumball type of show. Yeah, it... I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really... Like, all these characters had this weird thing about them. Like, they're... There are three Erics. There's Eric Fry, who's the most athletic, but they call him Butterfingers. There's Eric Bacon, who's the skinny one, but they call him Fatso. And then there's Eric Ovens, who's the nice one, but they call him Crabapple. Like, <laughs> what are the odds? I, uh, I know. I appreciate this. I don't know it, and I'm I'm actually intrigued. Is it an easy read, uh, David? It's for kids. Oh, it's an easy read. It's an easy read. <laughs> I'll uh, I'm maybe I'll look into it. I I'm pretty sure it was one of those like when I was reading it, I was. Again, like I'm like, I think this is funny, but I think I distinctly remember being like, I think if I was a few years older, I'd be laughing a lot more at this. <laughs> so, yeah, give it a give it a try. Fro. 141 pages, bro. Ooh, Oof. I wonder if there's any Ooh. pictures. Uh, uh, anyway, Matt. my number five is a uh, it's a classic, but it's definitely one that I remember reading. I think this is the first time I ever read a book before seeing a movie about it. Uh, and this is the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, it's a book. Mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole series of books. Yeah, I only know the movies. Wow. Um, but yeah, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, I forget what class I was in, but I do remember watching it. And then I remember they after we like our reward for finishing the book was watching the movie. And it was like um, it wasn't the new movie. It was, it, I'm too old for that. It was a old like BBC. Yeah, yeah. Movie. I know like, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and it was it was fine. Um, but live I just action re- or is it cartoon? It was live action, and um, it was like uh, I want to say it was live action, and like all the animal characters were like old style, like Broadway esque costumes. <laughs> I think you're. I'm right. looking at an image. It looks very BBC. <laughs> very. Much. Everybody has a sweater vest and a fucking like tweed blazer. Um, but it, it looks like I can't tell if it's an animatronic, but it is definitely like a. A physical like lion head there, uh, in this image that I'm seeing. I remember. Um, so there's a, there's a part of the book where like, um, like Turkish delight is like this huge like it's like a currency more or less in this friggin' book, um, and it's a, like a it's a dessert and it's it, I guess it's real and I've always wanted to try it and I remember like when I was reading the book being like what is this Turkish delight and why why does everyone love it so much <laughs> I still have never had it I don't even know what it is. I someone think, look I think that the, up. The fun bots are gonna go crazy about. Yeah, your somebody send me Turkish uh, some, a Turkish delight, will you? Um, have, have you read any of the other books in the Chronicles of Narnia series by Mister C.S. Lewis? So I tried to read uh, Prince Caspian. Yeah, but um, it didn't. I didn't fall in love with it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the other ones aren't as good. Just Turkish read, delights just look gross. Do they? <laughs> yeah, they look like jelly candies. Yeah, they look like friggin'. I, I don't want to eat cubes. Like, look at this. <laughs> the hell you don't. They're, they're cube shaped, um, but they're like powdered, like gelatin cubes of powdered sorts. Powdered gelatin? 
Yeah, yes. so I- ingredients, you need three cups sugar, three and a half cups water, two teaspoons of lemon juice, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and two tablespoons of rose water. Ooh. Ugh. Oh, rose so they got water. A f- flowery taste? That's, that's no good. I guess. <laughs> I, good. I mean, I guess I'll try it, but anyway. So yeah, so Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It was, I mean, it's a cool story. It's got a lot of, you know, it's a big world, a lot of characters. Um, a lot of Christian themes. A lot of Christian themes, which everyone knows mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. I love the Christians. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're okay. But it, yeah, it was just, uh, it was like, like I said, a book that I remember reading and <clears throat> I, I completed it and it was fine. So The hey, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Matt number that's four. That's a legitimate novel. Good work. Thanks. So that's not an easy read. Isn't it? I mean, it's not a hard no. read, but it is a novel. Yeah. Now I'll yeah, stay it, from that one. It's between a hundred and five thousand pages. Jesus, so, I think I think the thing swath. is in in that time period, right? Like children's books were different than children's books later, so they were a little bit denser. You know, they weren't as goofy, and they had you know there it's they have themes and allegories and things like that. We're like you know my, the, my teacher's an alien. It's just like oh the kids find out their teacher's an alien and go on a fun adventure. But like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, like the lion is supposed to be Jesus Christ, and there's this whole thing to it and a series and uh you know it's it's a, on a different level. Can I just well, tell I'm pre- you? I'm pretty sure that rat in the raincoats in Wayside School was supposed to be Jesus. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that's an allegory if I've ever seen one. Um, yep. Speaking of like children's books, like a lot of friends of mine have like had kids, and I've I've gotten I've gotten almost all of them the same book, uh, same two books. There's 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 a book called um um what this is, is it? My list. Oh, I I need a new butt. I need a new butt. That's one of them. <laughs> but then there's this <laughs> other one is uh who uh, somebody peed in my pants. Oh my god. Oh, that and, sounds familiar. And this whole book is a story about this kid who's they're all like animals, right? Is this kid and he's at summer camp and he peed his pants. And the whole book is him accusing everybody else of peeing in his pants. And then Who wet my pants? Who wet my pants? There you go. And the book is absolutely hilarious. And by the end of the book, it's no, there's no like story where it's like and then he accepted that he wet his own pants. It never <laughs> happens. It never happens. It's just like, well, I don't know who did it, but what? don't do it again. <laughs> like That's like it. It's Are you a- saying that people need to get you these books for your incoming child, or did you already get them? I have never bought them for myself, but I think oh. someone, I think I, no one's got me who wet my pants. I would like that one. So, so have, like, you, have, you, quick- have you skimmed through this book, Matt? What? Who wet my pants? Yeah, yeah, I, I read the whole thing. I so I bought it to I brought it to a friend, and then I demanded I read it to their new baby, and then I read. That's it. funny. So <laughs> is, is this a book? Is this a book that is supposed to help kids cope with pissing their own pants? I have no idea because, like I said, it gives no accountability <laughs> to the person who obviously <laughs> wet their own pants. None. It doesn't teach accountability whatsoever. All it does <laughs> is it teaches is like if you accuse enough people, eventually everyone will forget it happened. Okay. There's, a, there's a lot of truth there. I did there a web is. search for for this, and uh, one of the things that came up was a WikiHow article on how to hide that you peed your pants. Um, <laughs> Douse yourself with more water. That all I'm, see- drink all I'm on seeing your lap is, is number three. All I'm seeing is Avengers Endgame memes. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because that's also the top thing when I looked up uh, who peed my pants. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, There's, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's it's Ant Man, I guess, or something, and he's a baby, and then oh yeah, 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 my he... pants. 
Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I remember. But anyway, yeah. uh, Matt, number four? No, me, number four. Fro, yeah. number four? Yes, Fro. my number four book uh, is... The Bible. Is, <laughs> I, I loved a good Bible. Um, so it is, Where's Waldo? You read that? <laughs> there were words at the end of the book. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the story arc there? So now we did not specify that it had to have a fucking certain criteria, number of words in order for it to be considered a book. This is a children's book, correct? The name of the episode is Books You Read as a Child. <laughs> I perceived it as top five children's books. No one, not once did I say that. You know what? I mean, I'm sticking to it. I know you are. <laughs> I don't care. I had a ton of fun with Where's Waldo books. Apparently, it's originally called Where's Wally. Yeah, uh, it's Where's Waldo in America. Uh, it's British, which I didn't realize. Where's Wally? Um, Do you like Where's Wally? Time? Hey, where's Wally? Wally? Wally's on, um, he's on here. Oi. So these Oi. have been Oi. published Wally. since 1987. I love these two, bro. When I was a kid, just seeing. Thank it. you. So fuck you, Matt. You want a uh, you want a book that teaches accountability? Where's Waldo? You can't <laughs> you can't fucking hide anywhere, Waldo. <laughs> yeah, I'm always looking for you. Like you will never <laughs> escape my sight. That it taught should... me. It taught me to be uh, ob- observative. Observative. It didn't teach me words, but it taught me. Clearly, uh, <laughs> because it doesn't have any. Uh, hold on, let me just start to Google this word until it gives me the correct one. Oh uh, my God, observer, observer, observant, observant. Thank you. I would, I would have gotten there. Bro, that was so prolific. Okay, let me quickly double check the uh, the definition of prolific. Nah, That's so prolific. Pro, uh, proliferate, um, but you know this. This taught me how to be observant. I, uh, I think I pretty, I have a pretty decent eye for detail. I see you laughing over there. Stop laughing, better Matt. Okay, you fucking asshole. You're on fucking camera. I see it. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. It's so good. Uh, and I, I, I enjoy a good uh, searching for things book. And this is the what a genre searching for things books. Uh, you must love crossword puzzles. Uh, I do. What about Sudoku? I do. Yeah. I yeah. don't understand Sudoku. There's so too did much, you like, know math involved in that. Word searches. I think. No, there is not math. So did you know that yeah. this book is number 87 on the American Library Association's 100 Most Frequently Challenged Books? Because nice, dude. there is a topless woman in the upper right on the on the beach scene. Yeah, I, I probably know that. You know why? It's because it's British, and that shit's not even like, like, it's America that fucking like goes crazy about a fucking titty. Oh, maybe maybe Wally's over there with the lady with the bing bongs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the rock on her. <laughs> She's just getting her jolly walkers all tanned up. My peckers, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, Ringo. Oi, oi, my pecker. Oh, my, my pecker. pecker. <laughs> she loves um, my pecker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal with uh, where is Waldo for me? <clears throat> at the at the end of the book, there is a section where there's additional things that you need to find. Um, and for me, I used to actually love reading the back of that. It was just a list of things. So two two 
buffaloes, uh, a topless lady on the beach, uh, a knight, whatever. And I used to record myself. I had a little tape recorder, and I would record myself reading that portion of Where's Waldo. So I have a very special memory to this book, and I did read it, and it kind of helped learn how to read a bit more. It wasn't a cohesive story, but it was words that I would take in and have to now associate that word with a specific image. Um, so Where's Waldo, for me, uh, it just this like fucking really, really helped my uh, childhood grasp words uh better and then look for the associating uh image to that you want to know uh, a true story about how uh one time i wanted to get better at reading so i just was like somebody said like read everything read the backs of like labels and i i all the time i would read the back of a, a potpourri can while i was taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> the same one over and over again. <laughs> so you know it. You know it very well. Well, it's because uh, I had I had a lot of hard, like a lot of chemicals in it, which were like hard to like read. Uh, oh, in the gosh. on the bottle of potpourri or in your ass? <laughs> I had a lot of hard. Uh, yeah, I, you, I had a lot of hard shit, so I had a lot of time to read. <laughs> Fro, go don't go not read a book. Well, I Fro, would gladly not read a book. How many of these books did you get? I'm looking at the list of them, and I I, I remember the first three. So. From 87, 88, 89, Where's Waldo, Where's Waldo Now, and Where's Waldo the Fantastic Journey. But I never got the the fourth book, Where's Waldo in Hollywood from 90. I had Hollywood. Uh, I had Fantastic Journey. Uh, I definitely had those first four, uh, so you're for sure. Three. Um, I may have seen Wonder Book, which came out in 97. Uh, and then uh, I actually probably have seen most of these, except for this one that last came out in 2009. Um. Yeah, I've I've definitely at least seen uh, five of these. So you, you I think, continue to read this through high school. Got it. Oh, more than yeah. If I see a Where's Waldo book, I'm gonna pick it up and do it because it's it's definitely one of the things that I cherish uh, from my childhood. Uh, only child, I just loved sitting in uh, my stop, parents' bed. Stop saying what? reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that they, they really missed an opp- They really missed an opportunity with every. Uh, all these books that came out, it's like, where's Waldo? Next one should have been like, seriously, guys, we can't find Waldo. <laughs> We're getting concerned. Waldo, just come home. <laughs> and then like 10 years from now, like cold cases, Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> Waldo found dead. <laughs> there he is, face down in a pool. Next next to those titties. <laughs> oh, the bing bongs. But yeah, there's my childhood book that I read, Where's Waldo? Eat Good. shit, yeah. Matt. There you go. Who's next? Matt? I think it's me. All right. Uh, Matt, 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 Matt. Yeah, Matt, 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 Meat Prime. So uh, my number four is a book called The Giver. Oh, mm. Nice pick, you friggin' nerd. Uh, okay. <laughs> it really evokes themes of giving. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually, um, I read it again when I was older, and I liked it even better. This oh, book is, because you got to understand the message more. Fucking good. No, I think uh, I got. I, 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 yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, I got the message when I was a kid, but I think it resonated more as an older reader. I think that there's a lot of levels, and it's really legitimately good. Because um, you're a taker, and you got to see the other side of how it is. Do you know what this <laughs> book is about? I have no fucking clue what this book okay. is about. Okay, I only well, know it has not... an old. It has an old guy on the cover. That's it. It does have an old guy on the cover. So the idea behind the book is this. They, everyone lives in this seemingly utopian society that uh, no one has any pain or any strife. There's 
you never worry about anything. There's no pain. Um, and <clears throat> the way that they do this is uh, every generation, a new boy is chosen to be the this person called the giver that takes all of society's pain from them. Um, and everyone's like given their jobs at birth and everyone, they, they, the, the community doesn't see in color. They don't have weather. Like it's, everything is called the sameness. And, uh, he discovers what the society has been missing for this, you know, for generations and then decides rather than to keep the society the way it is. Spoiler alert, everyone. He, uh, leaves the society and everyone has to deal with their, all their emotions again and they get all Damn it. And, uh, it's, what a selfish it's really jerk. I, this is a kid's <laughs> book? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's considered young adult fiction. One thing I didn't know that I just read now is that this book came out in 1993. Yeah, I must have read it when it was brand new. That's what I'm saying, because I always yeah. thought that this book was like, uh, read The Giver from 1771. <laughs> wow, that's weird. 93. That's crazy. Because I, yeah. I definitely remember looking at this then. I was like, this has like this has to be an older book, and as like as I see it now, I would have thought this was like this has just been passed down forever. Right, yeah. the kit it, came out with Weathering Heights. <laughs> right, there was a film uh, adaptation for it in yeah, 2014. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, yeah. Meryl Streep, but it was not good apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see it, um, and I, I haven't have read any of the sequels because he wrote sequels in or uh, Lois Lowry in two thousand, two thousand four, and two thousand twelve. The made Giver. A, the Taker, the Candlestick Maker, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm actually kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> interested to read the sequels, but I think it's it stands alone really good. Huh? Uh, hmm. Boy, I did not know. I saw that it's like a really well known book. I've always known of it. I didn't yeah. know anything about it. I didn't know it came out in '93, and I also didn't know the plot. And now I do. Yeah. You and like how it, it ends? Uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's the journey more than than anything. Like I'm not interested in anybody's journey. It's just weird that a dystopian book uh, is like a kid's book. I mean, we all deal with our own How dystopia. It's also also uh, number eleven on the American Library Association's list of most challenged books. Why Ooh. is it challenged? There's some titties uh, in it. <laughs> in the top left corner, one of the pages is a naked woman. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. The awesome. author was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Same place oh. I was born. What? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Makiki. I did uh, not know that. You know, I thought you looked I a little know. Hawaiian. I sure I sure do. That's really it, my thing. What's the word for people who live in Hawaii or people go to Hawaii that weren't from there? Uh, the descendants, traders. I, no, <laughs> like, I, I have a. I, I used to work with a guy from Hawaii, um, and he worked remotely from Hawaii. And, and he was saying, "There's like they have a word, like the the Islanders." I, I, oh, I think I remember. You know what? I think I know what you're talking about. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, that's me. Yeah, right. Got it. Uh, uh, so yeah. yeah, the giver. That's my number four. David, number cool. four. My number four. Um, The Hobbit. You read the that? Hobbit. Hell yeah, dude! That was the. I think The Hobbit was probably the first real, like, legit fantasy thing I read. Like that, that, that sort of got me into like, oh, dwarves and hobbits. Ooh, and <laughs> the shot. I don't. The, the shoe. Sh- so. It, 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 
also it was such read a this wonderful. Yeah. Loved this book as a kid. Just yeah, it. it's just such a great like. Oh, actually, you know what? It's not the first thing I have with fantasy, but I'll get to that later. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just such a. I don't know, man. Like, what can you say about the Hobbit? It's just like a wonderful little story and i i remember like just the idea of Gollum just like scared the shit out of me and i don't know like gandalf was the best and i it's just if, if you you got to attribute like if i'm into fantasy stuff now just like lord of the rings in general like, i almost said the fellowship of the ring instead but the hobbit sort of started the whole thing for me so and i would say the hobbit is more of like the children's book and the fellowship is is different, right? It has a different tone, and and I feel yeah. like I read the Hobbit when I was I read the Hobbit when I was a kid, and then moved on to the Lord of the Rings when I was a little bit older. Yeah, because I feel like the Hobbit's sort of more of its own, like inclusive, like beginning and end story, whereas like Fellowship is just like no, like you're older now. We're ready to <laughs> share with you these other things. Although I do and... remember when I read The Fellowship for the first time and realized that Bilbo wasn't going to be the main character and it was going to be Frodo instead. And I was like, that sucks. They couldn't even come up with a clever name like <laughs> Bilbo Frodo. Fuck this. But <laughs> Yo, what's your problem with Frodo, huh? I mean, in, in hindsight, Frodo's great. But at the time yeah, when I first right. started it, do you remember uh, what cover of the first Hobbit that you read was? Because I remember mine very clearly. Oh, you know what? I don't. Let me... Um, it had to have, like... Because there's got to be, like, a thousand of these. Oh, and of course oh, now yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. all its all the stupid movie. I have the, the Hobbit book. Uh, right. Oh, Christ. I don't know. Like... <laughs> I, the, I, for the, whatever reason, all... I remember mine very clearly. So this is Which this one? is an honorable mention. So it did. So so I feel like I have a lot to say about it. But uh, so it was all black with uh, Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien in the top in gold, and then it said The Hobbit in like a light blue, and then there was like a, an archway where you see Gollum yeah, looking over at it right now, the shoulder of Bilbo. Um, the Gollum's creepy looking in this. So fucking creepy. He was and, so scary, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I I'm looking at these. I feel like it might have been like there's it says the Hobbit at the top, and then it's the the sun behind the mountains, and the sun is an orange circle. Yeah, like the the orange circle within all of us. It, it may have been that one, but yeah, dude, the <clears throat> Hobbit started the whole thing. Yeah, I never read any of those books, but I did see all the movies. Dude, the Hobbit well, movies are fucking garbage. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They don't, don't seem great. I, I do fun. remember. I remember they were being entertaining upset. enough, but I remember being upset because in the Hobbit, obviously the dwarves like such a big part of the story, and then you get to Fellowship, and it's like, yeah, like we're not going to talk about dwarves ever again. <laughs> I was like, what? Come on, dwarves rule. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear about elves. Dude, but Legolas but... was the shit. He was too much of this shit. Like he, <laughs> they're like, look at this amazing thing Legolas did. I, I, I got, I got tired of it. Come on, let Gimli do some stuff. <laughs> I'm a dwarf lover. For a yeah. tall guy, you like the dwarves a lot. I really sympathize with with the dwarves. You know, is it the beard? Is that? Yeah, it's it's the beard. It's how I th I think like I think one guy gets all the dwarf like voice acting gigs. <laughs> like, I I I just sympath. They're, they're just cool, man. They're like they go in their mountains and they hammer shit. 
I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, like, that's all I want to do, too. Just Who's gruff doesn't? little men. Who's a great Yeah, thing? absolutely. They drink mead or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Hobbit, baby. That's all a right. uh, That's a legendary pick right there. Thank you. Matt? My turn? Yeah. Okay. My turn? He's not ready. Uh, so no, I'm ready. Thinking about the Hobbit. I know I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'm gonna go read it right now. Yeah, I'll be back. All right. Uh, <laughs> my number four, and also we got to start moving our butts here, everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, we got to. Uh, so my number four is a book. I'm not sure if anybody else will know what it is or read it because I don't think it has the same like um, notoriety as other books. But uh, Maniac McGee. Did anyone read that? No, no, but it rings a bell. Maniac McGee, I believe I read in like fifth grade, and it's about a boy, Jeffrey McGee, and uh, he loses his parents in a trolley accident uh, when he's three years old, and he lives with like his uh, his uptight aunt and uncle, and then he he runs away when he's eleven, and it's just like he has all these like uh, all these like he like all these feats, and he's like a legend is built around this uh, this boy who runs away. But it's like kind of set in like like a racially divided town, and he's like kind of like you know dealing with that, and kind of like you know is like the the tie that kind of binds there. And mm-hmm. it's uh, but man, when I was like in fifth grade, I just remember like I don't know why, but this book just like the idea of like reading about a boy who ran away and is, like, is having like all these like crazy like adventures that weren't like they weren't over the top. They were like things that could actually happen. And um, I don't know, for some reason, I was just like, I want this life. I want to live like Maniac McGee. <laughs> um, I never Have did. you ever run away from home? No. I was no, too anybody? Pra- Not even for like an afternoon? No, I was too pragmatic. I understood that I wasn't built to survive at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I did the afternoon one, like going into the woods for like two hours and being like, I'm hungry. So Yeah, I've done that. I, uh... I've loaded up my pillowcase with... Uh, Super Nintendo games and my Super Nintendo, no TV, uh, and I was like, I'm leaving, and then I'd just leave, I'd go outside, I'd probably just stay in my neighborhood, and then eventually just wander back in. I yeah, got right. far. I I went, um, so I left my house in the middle of the night. Got in my Tesla. I got in my Tesla. <laughs> so fuck you, mom. No, and uh, I put on my rollerblades, and uh, I rollerbladed to my buddy's house, and he was so afraid that his parents would discover us. It was the middle of the summer. It was so hot. And I was like, all right, I'm staying here for the night before I move on to my next journey in my running away. <laughs> and um, You fucking Paul Revere? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and he didn't have air conditioning and had to like leave the door closed to his room because he didn't want his mom to discover us, and I slept on his hardwood floor. Uh, and then the next morning, I took off. That's where you had your first kiss. And then the next morning, I took off on rollerblades, made it to the other side of town, and stopped at another friend's house who convinced me that I should call my mom and go home. And I was like, oh, hey, mom, how you doing? And she's like, hey, where are you? I was like, I left early this morning. She's like, oh, okay. And she had no idea. I was gone in the middle of the night. Hmm. And then I came home. So that's just an episode of Boy Meets World. The rollerblades. Is it? <laughs> did, I, did I dream that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've no, never heard of this book at all. I, I, I looked yeah, it up, and I don't know it. I, I, I don't know. It's just... Um, <clears throat> It's just I don't know. It was just it hit me. It's like a you ever had like a song that like his hit you at like the right moment in time, and all of a sudden yeah. like, you're like you're a lover. Like that's what this book was for me. It's just a, a very young boy who's like just like full of energy and, and like Local wanting to legend. do things and like 
this book the, was just like, yeah, yeah. The cover seems to look familiar, but uh, I don't think I ever read I it. Mean, but apparently they made a made-for-TV movie on Nickelodeon. Oh, Nickelodeon? Great. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm seeing, yeah. But uh, that's, that's, that's my number four, Maniac McGee. I love it. That's a great name. That's a great name. I have to say, Maniac. Like, hey, we're gonna go hang out with Maniac McGee. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> he rules. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he untied Cobble's knot. <laughs> Cobble's knot. Cobble's knot. Cobble's knot. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Next? So my number three. Yeah. Uh, I am going with a classic. I believe this man is also from New England. Uh, I'm going with uh, oh, Doctor Seuss. Wait. Oh, never mind. You already Sorry. Started. That's fine. I thought, gonna, I thought you were going to say something else. No. Uh, Dr. Seuss's There's a Walket in My Pocket. Um, so so all the Dr. Seuss books, this is the one you're going with? You can change it, right? right I'm not going to change it. I'm giving you a chance nope. to like, choose another Dr. Seuss. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean, this book was all about uh, just a kid in his house and asking if... Um, if you have if, that, he has all these things in his house. He has a a walker in his po- a pocket, uh, a wasset in his closet, and they just show different little Doctor Seussian creatures in all these things and all these places. Uh, and you know, I I just really loved the the silly names that Doctor Seuss would be able to come up uh, and just kind of rhyme with another word. Uh, and I just I just loved doing the association uh, of things of like. Zour and shower. I was a simple boy, uh, hearing two words that sounded alike. Uh-huh, was very fun, very fun. I was like, ha 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 ha, cupboards uh-huh, and cupboards, baby. Um, <laughs> and honestly, right now, I bet you I would fucking love reading this because I'm mentally the same as I was as a child. Um, so this one just brings back a lot of memories uh, <clears throat> and the imagery and it is very uh very fun and very familiar and i if and when i have a kid i will 100 percent be providing them with uh some of these dr seuss books that i had as a kid uh i will 100 percent be giving them where's waldo books and you guys can go fuck yourselves if you have an issue with that uh and uh that's pretty much honestly it i mean we, we gotta i guess things along but i guess the, tell me the when you find the boobs <laughs> There's a wasset in my pocket as plain to see, and in the top right corner, a topless woman on page three. <laughs> I guess the the thing is, if we were to do a top five Doctor Seuss episode, this would well, even yeah, be that's a diff- that. that's a whole different thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Okay. Um, Have you ever seen yeah. any of his political cartoons? Oh, here we go. We couldn't get away from it, huh? <laughs> go ahead, they're, now. What what bullshit good. are you trying to spew now? They're good. <laughs> His political cartoons are good. I actually have not seen them. I would like uh, to see them. Yeah, it's also it's like from you know the the late twenties and early thirties, right? So it's a very specific kind of political cartooning, and they're fucking good. He's awesome. It's, it's crazy to me how like old Doctor Seuss is. I mean, well, he's like, dead now. No, I know that, but like, <laughs> you know, like how old those books were when we were look, like reading them. Yeah. I mean, he was in the military with uh, Stan Lee. That's I wild. Mean, this book is only from 74. It's not that old. I mean, yeah, oh, to really? you, you're, but you're like 74 yourself. Yeah, right, right, right. right. You're a <laughs> druid. Uh, but yeah, he's from Springfield, Mass. So that's cool. I know, that, And there's a museum out that way, too, for all this stuff. Um, and there's a Dr. Seuss land 
yep. in um, Islands Universal, of Adventure. Right? Yep. Yeah. Islands and very fun to see all that shit. You saw it. Um, we went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to recall that I did because I uh, I hard styled with a uh, cat in the hat. Oh yeah. Uh, that was fun, but yeah, uh, Doctor Seuss uh, walking in my pocket. Um, uh, good read, easy read, <laughs> highly recommend. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I bet you can get through that one in an afternoon. Uh, oh, no problem. <laughs> Who's next, Matt? <laughs> yes, my number yes, three, uh, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. No idea. What that is. <sighs> Okay, um, so you may have seen the cartoon based on it called The Secret of Nim. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Um, I know what about, that. What about the uh, the Knights of Wren? The Knights of Wren, based on Mrs. Frisbee and The Secret of Nim. That would make the Knights of Wren so much more fucking interesting than what they were in the goddamn movies. <laughs> um, the Knights of Knee. The, uh, <laughs> these are the Knights that say Knee. So, uh, yes, this was a book about a mouse, Mrs. Frisbee. Um, and her kid gets pneumonia and she goes and sees the rats of Nim and the rats along with her husband were, uh, experimented on by scientists. So they're like super intelligent and they've created a society for themselves. And they, her husband was, um, was the, per- was the mouse that freed all of these rats. And so they decide that they're going to help Mrs. Frisbee to get to move their mouse home because the kids got pneumonia and uh it was this fantastic story the movie adds this layer of like magic and mysticalism to it uh with nicodemus which isn't really there in the book the book is a little bit more uh i don't want to say believable because it's about rats that are geniuses and can talk and create a society but uh less magic let's just say um the book was so good and i have a quick funny story about it Uh, When I read it as a child, uh, the kid has pneumonia, right? And I didn't know that pneumonia had a silent P. And so I was reading it. I was reading it to myself as P pneumonia. And I had honestly thought that maybe P pneumonia was like maybe a mouse pneumonia or a pneumonia that this, the writer like came up with as a fictional pneumonia. And when we had to write, um, we had to write, Stuff, something for school about the, what we thought about the book and one of the things I remember very clearly writing, I wonder if P pneumonia is a real disease not realizing that it's, it's just pneumonia and I was an idiot and didn't know how to read You guys it. ever get that piss pneumonia? The piss pneumonia. should have been uh. reading Where's Waldo would have helped you with that. You fucking <laughs> asshole. Uh, so yeah, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim uh, and I've better s- known for most people in the 1982 animated yeah. the Secret of Nim. I've seen it's- that yeah. animated movie but i'd never read the book i don't know who the fuck miss frisbee is <laughs> she's, if you look at the poster for the secret of nim she's the mouse on the i don't the know poster. that bitch well miss frisbee can go fuck herself yeah dumb. oh <laughs> man. No. so upset about it a little mouse woman frisbee. Oh. <laughs> matt were you sexually attracted to miss mrs frisbee <laughs> Like, uh, oh, let me see them mouse titties. Mouse, so, so yeah, so on page four, uh, on the top, on the bottom right <laughs> corner, you see some mouse titties. Yeah, Waldo's looking at mouse titties. <laughs> oh, who's got the little cheese nips? Oh, apparently in the book, she uh, in the movie, she was called Brisby, Brisby, but it's frisbee. That's probably more British. To me. Probably because they didn't want to get because uh, frisbee is like a product. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> it's yeah. not spelled yeah. the same. Not spelled Shut the same. up. 
Uh, who's uh, who's next, David? That'd be me. My number three. Uh, I think probably like the first time, like I had like a real emotional response to a book. Uh, but my number three is Freak the Mighty. I want to hear Freak the Mighty. So super, honestly, super dark. So like it 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 focuses on like this this kid named Max, and like he's he's just this massive, like really big and like not super smart kid and his dad is a convicted murderer in jail Jesus. and like and like everyone like you know is scared of this kid because he looks exactly like his dad and like also he's just like huge for, you know for how young he is and he meets this kid named kevin who like uh who the kids call him freak and he has to wear like these leg braces and like walk around on crutches and the two of them just end up be like becoming like best friends and they're just like a team and they call themselves freak the mighty and like That's it's cool. just like it's just this really cool, like, you know, like these two oddballs outcasts, like, you know, teaming up. And like at the time, like, I don't remember how I was probably like eight or nine reading this. And it, it, I don't know. It was just like super heartwarming. But then like it gets real friggin. I don't want to do spoilers, I guess, in case people want to read this book from 1993. Oh, 1993. Yeah. Um, but like it gets real dark and i just remember like legit like reading a book and crying and being like why is a book making me cry <laughs> and you like i can't <laughs> i can't i can't see pictures and yeah it, it it's it was dark man and like i think the neighborhood he described sounded a lot like the one i grew up in and well it's set in portsmouth new hampshire and he, this guy was born in boston oh. massachusetts Oh well, I'm I'm from Virginia, so, <laughs> so well, I'm, fuck I'm me a, then, huh? <laughs> I'm a big I'm a big dumb guy. I, I don't know, but like <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's it's good, and apparently that oh my god, apparently that was made into a movie too. Yeah, they changed it looks the like name it stars... of it to uh, Angus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Angus fucking rules. Angus. I haven't seen the movie in ages, but it, Sharon's oh, pretty good. But it looks like they they changed the uh, they actually changed the movie to just the mighty. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, freak uh, is too biting for some people to hear. Derogatory um, to all the circus freaks, right? Um, but it looks like it stars awesome. one of the Culkins and uh, Froggy uh, from Daredevil. And oh, that was Froggy. Sharon, Froggy. Sharon oh, Froggy. 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 Sorry, not Froggy. <laughs> Froggy. 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 <laughs> hey, it's me, Froggy. <laughs> Froggy from the Little Rascals movie. My dad killed people. <laughs> I know what's up. I'm a big guy. I get it. You want to team up? Oh my God! Sharon Stone was in it. Yes, yeah, uh, shows yeah. off her pussy in it too. <laughs> Follow up with basic instincts. Yeah, I hear. I hear Sharon Stone shows her pussy in that book. <laughs> oh yeah. If you look between the lines, you see a little bit of pubes. <laughs> Pause on that page. <laughs> Pause on that page. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what you hit play when you start reading. Yeah. That's what. If you pause it at the time, you can whack a daily dong. <laughs> to be fair, if you were using a uh, book on tape, yes, you would have paused. I probably would have done a book on tape. That's true. So yeah. I would have paused this. What do you think I an wonder... image of a vagina sounds like on a book on tape? <laughs> 
<laughs> squishy. It just it just squishy. With like a heart playing in the background. Yeah. I like how uh, this, this first started out with like they was like this was probably the first book that like I was like emotionally like affected by. And now we're like, what does a pussy sound like? <laughs> <laughs> that's the top five of death in a fucking nutshell for you. <laughs> yep. Freak the Mighty, that's my number three. That's a good it one. It sounds interesting. I'm uh, intrigued by it. Imagine it you legit. see the movie. You see the movie in '98 as a kid, and you're like, "Wow, I really like the mom in that movie." I'm gonna go and watch some of the other movies that she's done. And hmm, Basic Instinct. That seems good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me watch. Total Whoa! Recall. <laughs> Whoa! Wackadoo! Uh, my number three is one that might be a duplicate because mine, uh, like my top three, are pretty. Actually, this one might be my most well-known one. But uh, my number three is The Outsiders. Mm. No. No. no one had that on their list for real. For real? Yo, for real? Isn't I know Fro didn't, but uh, it was a movie, like an oh. all-star cast. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't even know, know this was a book, book honestly. Yeah, what? Really? Yeah. I had no clue. Really? It, it's, I'm it assuming got, it's based off that movie, right? Or, sorry, vice versa. If it ain't got boobs in it, I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a fair point. Um, <laughs> but no, The Outsiders, um, you know, it's a, it's a classic American tale of, like, uh, social, uh, you know, uh, class classist uh, systems of you know poor versus wealthy and things like that coming of age 1967 yeah i mean it's, it's a got cool cover yeah it's where you get the names of like pony boy and soda uh, soda pop pony boy curtis and soda pop which honestly soda pop's a cool fucking name in my opinion yeah, it is I, uh, she wrote this book she mo- wrote it when she was 16 and a junior in high school and published it when she was 18 that's wow. incredible that's yeah because that book is very good. Um, but like I remember, uh, it had like everything at least for me, right? It had like uh, it was like fighting in it. It was like uh, like scheduled rumbles. Like the whole thing was just like you know we're gonna have a rumble and it's scheduled and it's just like between the socias and the greasers and things like that. Socias, yeah, socias, <laughs> and um, I just like like the young. The young kids want to be a part, like the young boys in the family want to be a part of the rumble, but they're too young and, and like ah, it's just fucking, it's so good. The whole thing is so good. And also, up, Pony Boy, Greasers are cool. Hey, number thirty-eight, <laughs> yeah. number thirty-eight on the hundred most frequently challenged books. Why is it challenged? Uh, it's portrayal of gang violence, underage smoking, drinking, strong language, slang, and family dysfunction. Oh my! Yeah, we just mean, like the banned books here. We're fucking rebels. Yeah, we're fucking. We're like We're against the, greasers, the grain. Man. Yeah, heads all, up, Pony Boy. All of our books are being burned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then obviously it was a movie, and um, the cast is unreal in that movie. If, if, mm. if I'll put it this way. If they were to make this movie now, this, this movie would cost over a billion dollars. Because <laughs> um, they weren't really anybody at the time, right? Most of them. No, so I'll go through the I'll go through the cast list here. Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon, Thomas Howell, Ralph Macchio. I mean, Macchio. big money right there. Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, Emilio Estevez, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, Leif Garrett, um, Tom Waits, Sophia Coppola. Um, huh. Let me see. Uh, yeah, Nicholas some other Cage. people that I don't know. Nicholas Cage has an uncredited cage in it. He does uncredited cameo, baby. Wow, no shit. Yeah, but like, like Patrick Swayze is like the older brother, and it's just f- 
fucking nuts. It's, it was made in 1983. I'd actually watch this movie again. I I, I really love Tom Waits is in it too. Heather Langenkamp is in it. God, I love her. Yeah. So uh, if you never read this book for whatever reason, like you gotta read it. I don't know if it's like uh. still like required reading at all. Probably not because it's like like now now people shouldn't smoke and they smoked back then. But it's good. Flea is also in it. Flea. Flea. Yep. Yeah. Flea is in it. Uh, Tom I love Waits. Seeing Flea in movies. Cam Neely's in it. <laughs> what? This movie would cost two billion dollars. <laughs> Cam Neely. Huh. He did this, and then he was uh, Sea Bass in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yep. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's my number three. It's The Outsiders. It's it's so it's so good. It's so good. And, and like, if you want to just watch a movie with an incredible cast, just watch it. It's so good. Nice. 192 pages. Nice, dude. So it's kind of outside here. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I'll just bro. watch the movie. Let's watch the movie. It's fine. No, it's quite all right. All right. Uh, all right. So my number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two. It's uh, a magic eye book. Honestly, thought about putting that on there, but I was like, ah, eh, I don't know any titles of any of them. Titles. <laughs> um, so that, the that stopped eye. me from putting it on. <laughs> um, but my number two. Yeah. My number two book uh, comes from, it's from 1960, and it is Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham. Jesus, two Dr. Seuss books on your list. His number one's also going to be a Dr. Yeah, Seuss Yeah, dude, Dr. Seuss uh, is great, but yeah, Green Eggs and Ham. Um, <clears throat> obviously, this is, I was just going to say this is probably his most famous, but that's obviously wrong. Um, but it's one of those, I think it's probably his most famous uh Rhyme heavy book. Um, it's, his, uh, it's his most famous book about ham. No, I don't. Definitely think it's his most famous rhyme heavy book. Okay, all of his books sure. are rhyme books. Yeah, well, I <laughs> I kind of view this as one of the like really rhymey. Cat in the Hat. That that's not like super super like the fucking uh-oh. title is rhymey. <laughs> so, but I'm not. It's not fucking breaking it down like Green Eggs and Ham. I don't know. Whatever. <clears throat> um, <laughs> But obviously, Green Eggs and Ham follows. Uh, I actually don't know the characters' names off the top of my head right now. Um, but these two fucking things. One dude's Sam like, "Hey, I am. Sam, Sam, I am," and I can't remember the other dude's name. I don't know if you uh, recall that. Beelzebub, pompous asshole who's getting on his fucking soapbox about goddamn Doctor Seuss. Fuck you. That's why people don't <laughs> fucking like you. Uh, but yeah, um, it's just I always just enjoyed this one. Uh, this is a really. Uh, fun read. I do love it when Sam I am is like, man, fuck off. Like, get that shit out of my face. Uh, and I, I, I remember it, something. Like, huh? Uh, I will not eat. I will not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anywhere. I do not want your green eggs and ham. I do not mm, like them. Sam I am. And I, I, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, no, I meant I don't get that shit out of my face. I wanted you to rhyme that. Oh, uh, get that shit out of my face. Uh, I'll get my, back to you later on. I'm being hell yeah. I'm being pegged at a medium pace. <laughs> uh, I'll ride anything, yeah. bitch. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Green Eggs and Ham. Just uh, I think a very fun read. Uh, Doctor Seuss really molded me as a kid. Uh, I've always this may be why I enjoy putting food coloring in food just to have different colored foods. Uh, because when else am I going to have green uh, eggs and ham? Never without food coloring. And I love to put food coloring in food. And That's silly. true. I mean, we've talked about I, it a billion times on the show. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's relevant to this right now. 
I on a, on a story in like kindergarten or something when we first read Green Eggs and Ham, I remember reading it, and then afterwards my teacher was like, "Okay, it's time for lunch," and I was just thinking, "Oh shit, yeah, we're gonna have some Green Eggs and Ham now." Like that's why we read the book, and then we had <laughs> hot dogs, and I was like, "What the f- what the fuck is this bullshit? That <laughs> that book wasn't about hot dogs." You're fucking building and, me up, and this right? nothing. And I promise you, I I was. I stood. I remember standing up on the table and being like, "Look at my hot dog!" And I exposed myself to the class, and I got sent to the principal. <laughs> uh, That's incredible. Yep. <laughs> I can't even. I was gonna say, my mom dyed our eggs green for St. Patrick's Day every year, and I was always disappointed that the ham wasn't also green. But your story is much better than. Mine. I was <laughs> very upset. It's the only time I've challenged authority in my entire life. <laughs> That's it. It's the only time I've exposed myself in public. <laughs> that too. <laughs> That's fine, but it's a good story, yeah. man. It is. I agree. You know, and he he, you know, he's fucking no. I don't want it. And then eventually, like, dude, just try it. Peer pressure. It's a good story about peer pressure. And then he finally does. He's like, this is for me. I like this. I enjoy this. All right. Also, so. you 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 saying like they break it down and those like like that. I feel like is a perfect way to describe it. Like you, you, I guarantee you could look up like there's like rap verses where they're doing the green eggs and ham stuff. I would be surprised. Should awesome. we all guess what Froze number one Doctor Seuss book is? Um, uh, <clears throat> so the Lorax. Yeah, I think. Well, let's fucking find out, will ya? <laughs> Don't fucking jump could ahead, star, motherfucker. Star Froze Belly number Seuss. one. Froze number one is a picture of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I love reading these. <laughs> uh, Tells a story, man. Better Matt, number two. Uh, better Matt. My number two is Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There. Sorry? I've never read <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. I've never read Alice in Wonderland, but I have read Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There, and it's so fucking good. All of the best parts that we remember from the Disney Alice in Wonderland movie are really from Through the Looking Glass, plus all these like bizarre, like made-up poems, like the Jabberwock with all the made-up words, the Walrus and the Carpenter, Tweedledum and Tweedledeeds, all here in Through the Looking Glass and what Alice found there. It's so fucking good and so bizarre. Ah, uh, I love. Eighteen seventy-one. Yeah, that's Damn. about when I remember reading it for the first time. Did you ever see that? Uh... <laughs> Did you ever see the um, the old BBC like uh, movie from that? Like both parts, they have both uh, Alice in Wonderland and then Through the Looking Glass. No, really, uh. I I bought it because I found it one day, and um, it's pretty fucking wild. But they do like the whole thing is like a five hour thing. It's like two DVDs or whatever, and it's what they do all those poems. And they do all that shit, and it's like live action, and it's like very like costume heavy. Like Sammy Davis Junior's in it. And really? like, there's like a ton of musical numbers. Um, it's really good. I don't know. That sounds it, awesome. It's it's pretty fucking wild. But I very much remember uh, two things. I remember three things from it. I remember um, the walrus uh, breaking the clams. Right. Um, yeah. There's that. There's the lion versus a unicorn that they fight. The lion fought a unicorn, and, and does that? And then there's also. Um, <laughs> The serving the cake, you 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 serve the cake and then you cut it. I remember that being like that just fucking blew my mind because I was like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck? Have you, have you seen the Mickey Mouse through the mirror cartoon that's based on this? Thing? Oh my god, I fucking love that. I have no, not. That is so hands good. down probably one of the best 
classic Disney animations of all time. That's like when I think of uh, oh, Mickey. Yeah. That's the first one I immediately think of. I, I love it so much. You should, Matt. Matt, I highly recommend you watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, I'll watch it. You should. It's very worth it. Is it it on Disney Plus? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nice. Yeah. So, that's my number... What was that? Number two? Number two? We're blowing through these. You have it right there? (laughs) Yeah. I have my number two and my number number one right here. Oh, very cool. I love love how the first sentence of the synopsis of the Mickey Mouse version is, Mickey falls asleep reading through the looking glass. (laughs) <laughs> he's just reading the original story but like this is fucking boring just goes <laughs> essentially yeah I'm, I'm done with this bullshit right here's my version <laughs> but uh yeah all right david number two cool uh my number two uh when i was talking about the hobbit before i was all like nah that that's not the first thing that got me into fantasy what got me into fantasy was the red wall books i don't know red what wall. these are Nobody knows what Redwall. Okay, so Redwall is it, it's it's this whole series. I don't remember who wrote it, but like it's set and it, it's this alternate, obviously fancy world where like a bunch of these different kinds of animals, like mice, uh, rabbits, voles, uh, all these woodland creatures, they all live in this abbey called Redwall, and like that's like their bastion in this world, and like they they have to fight against the evil rats and weasels and rodents and shit and like they like their allies are the badgers who live in this giant mountain called salamandastron and it was like this whole giant fantasy universe like with these animals as the characters and like there was all this lore and like all the books were set in different time periods in this land like there was this legendary uh hero like matthias i think and like he he would read no Martin Martin the warrior and he <laughs> That's and very he would, different than whatever the hell you said the first time. It, it is there's all these cool names like Matameo, Matthias Methuselah and then there's just Martin <laughs> and uh, Martin and, and he he like reincarnates in these different people and like they have to find the sword and like vanquish evil and shit and like it was just the first like the guy describes like all these battle scenes. And I remember just being like so riveted, like reading it. And it's just, it's just a great series. I, I, I don't know if I'd like it now, but like at the time, like all the lore behind it, I was so into it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I'm looking so at the, the covers. They look pretty, pretty epic. The first thing yeah. I found when I searched for the red wall, uh, uh, for books called the red wall is, uh, there's a book, about this woman, she wrote about being the first ever woman accepted to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So maybe that's <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe that one's more down your alley these days. <laughs> maybe I just, we just we, I just love those Mounties. I I remember thinking about these books again. I also remember a distinct thing. So the guy Brian Jock, I guess, is the author, and he he loved the characters would sing all the time like they'd have like these big feasts and he would describe the food they're eating for like four pages and then they would always sing and i distinctly remember reading it be like god damn it they're singing again and then just skipping like three pages (laughs) ahead (laughs) like there were just these things he loved doing oh marl fox oh yeah these books were so good i remember screaming their battle cry was red wall and i remember playing dodgeball in like elementary school and at the start when i was running to the balls going red wall <laughs> and <laughs> That's so funny and not having friends 
and <laughs> like yeah i mean obviously yeah. no, no one's gonna befriend the kid who yells red wall <laughs> who's yeah. david oh he's that kid who yells red wall uh-huh. like, oh, okay. I've, I've never heard of this ever i i'm honestly surprised i i think it's one of those things Why? i I've, love I've, so I've, much all my books have been where's waldo and fucking hungry caterpillar <laughs> I don't know. I think in my head I built it up as like like a Harry Potter thing where I'm like, oh yeah, everyone knows Redwall. That's the thing is I'm surprised that like I haven't like heard of this. This being like a big series. I mean, there's a ton of books and it like right. It, like I, I'm, yeah. I'm amazed this hasn't been like adapted further and whatnot into like this big epic because this seems like something that like Disney would jump on and like we should make this. Like this is well, the Chronicles of Narnia for whatever the, more a graphic yeah. novel for of it for us so you, you could read that which one is that a uh, mouse guard no no it's just called Redwall. okay there's okay i just wasn't sure if yeah. they like kind of built off of it apparently there was a tv series in 1999 yeah. uh yeah i don't know just real good it's like the first like legit epic i remember ever reading did you read all of them i don't think i read all of them just because at some point i was like there's like 40 of these books but like, oh yeah, <laughs> they're still going on in 2011. <laughs> oh wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when did you yeah. stop reading them? I okay, so I'm looking at okay, so publication here. Oh shit, I've read a lot of these. I don't think I, I may have not stopped until like the mid 2000s. Huh? Oh shit. Damn. I so I read these for like Jesus, like at least seven or eight years the tagarong marl fox oh shit the long patrol okay yeah i read these for a long time <laughs> oh shit i read this <laughs> jesus that's that crazy friends that is yeah. nuts they're uh, real good yeah my number two um my number two is very much a series but i i just picked one just because it was a it was a one that uh it was the first one that i i like read and so my number two is Say Cheese and Die from the Goosebumps series. Mm-hmm. I definitely knew that there was going to be a Goosebumps thing on your list. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but the whole series, I, I, I said this last time where I was like, because I've, I've talked about Goosebumps before, and I was like, man, I want to get all first editions, and I never did. But now I make hey, fuck you money, so I'm going to look into it again. Because <laughs> um, I, I really want, because I've seen them, and like, they have like reprints, but I want the, I want the original prints. I want the whole collection, um, but say she doesn't die. The cover is what got me because um, mm-hmm. it's just a like a, a snapshot with a bunch of skeletons cooking out. And I was like, "This is fucking cool." Uh, the covers are <laughs> fucking so rad. Oh, they're super rad. And um, so I yeah. read that one, and then I immediately went and just started over. And I think say she doesn't die is pretty early in the series. I want to say, I don't know. I don't know when it is. It is it four? Is say she doesn't die. I'll find out four. Um, but man, I never it cared. Is the fourth, yeah, is it? Wow, I can't believe I remember. That. <laughs> um, I never like. This is like my first world that I cared about. Even though it was just like, just like, I was a little bit older when I started to read them, and I had to ha- like, I had to have them, and I had to read them, and I didn't want to miss out. I didn't want to be the person who didn't read one of them, and it's just. The Goosebump stories are so good. They're so fun. And they're too scary for me. Oh man, they're so fucking good. I read a few of these growing up, but overall, like I was a pussy. I could not do it. Um, too scared. Some of them are scary, yeah. 
Which ones are scary? Do you think? Uh, uh, I mean, Haunted Mask. I think I know freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, when I, I got to see the covers to really remember. Um, but Haunted Mask uh, fucked me up. Uh, All the uh, what were the one like Monster Juice, Monster Blood the thing, Monster Blood. Yeah, those scared me. That that whole idea. There's also one where like a kid becomes huge. That scared me. <laughs> <laughs> a kid be if one thing David hates it's big kids. I hate it when people are bigger than me. Is what really what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, re- re- there's so many Revenge of the Mummy. I gotta get them all. I gotta get them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say cheese and die. Good. The, I, I mean, the covers are so fucking good, though. Like that's the thing is, I loved looking at the the front of those books. Yeah. And then not skimming it, through. Matt, you're right. The the cover of Say Cheese and Die in particular is legit. Like that. That's just like good. That's yeah. clever. It's just like Matt. Get a tattooed on you. That's a good tattoo. Fine. Not too crazy. I'll do it. All right, I'll do it. Um, but I think I think one of my all-time favorite Goosebumps books is uh, Welcome to Camp Jelly Jam. And I think I vaguely remember that. I think I just mm-hmm. I have this like affinity for like horror camp stuff, and I love Friday Friday Thirteenth my jam. It's just like to me that is like my favorite horror trope. Oh and yeah, this guy, this weird like yeah, he looks like a baseball player. Yeah. Um, but that book was awesome. I don't know. I, I just, uh, it's so good. And the titles you know, are awesome. You know, what's cool about goosebumps as well. Uh, as far as like, I think I specifically remember about the physical books is like goosebumps being raised and kind of bubbly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I just think that was like oh, a really yeah. fun aspect to those books. And like these books just stand out. Mm-hmm. Very much. Oh man. You're um, getting me fucking jazzed. I kind of want to, Nice get job. some books on tapes with goosebumps because I definitely don't want to read them. <laughs> I would love to listen to uh, books on tape about this stuff. I'd read one. I should. I should do the voiceover. You should look into it, Matt. How read. does how does books on tape even work? Like, how does? I mean, someone just reads it. Usually, the author, or sometimes with somebody else, or like a famous actor. Yeah, or like a famous jo- actor, like John Slattery. Sure. John. Who's that? <laughs> He's, he was in Mad Men. I'm, I'm listening to one right now, and he's the guy, and it's it's just weird. <laughs> uh, you should you should see if uh, they need somebody to do a Goosebumps uh, read. You should. <laughs> I was like, ah, and the fucking guy came out and was like, bleh! <laughs> Go to page nine for some titties. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, hey, everyone, I don't... Listen, they don't know I'm recording this right now, but do you want to know what a pussy sounds like? <laughs> How I got my shrunken head? <sighs> that little... Yeah, dude, these these books did rule uh, as far as looking at them, but I'm, I definitely... I'm trying to read. find out like which... Um, like when they ended. I feel like when they ended is like a bit of a, a point <clears throat> of contention. What do you mean? Um, so... There's like so. There's like there's a goosebumps books. There's tales to give you goosebumps. Um, yeah, they kind of split off. Give yourself goosebumps. Um, yeah, well, because they adventure. got. Is it because they like well, he, the he hit a point and then it was like a, for a different series. age, right? I don't know, but it's like so. I never got into like uh, the give yourself goosebumps books. Went from ninety five to two thousand, but like when I look. When I look at like lots or things like that, like it's, I don't know if those are, I don't know if they're included in the original run. So according oh, to the Goosebumps wiki at goosebumps.fandom.com, 
the uh, original Ghostbusters series, commonly referred to as the original series, uh, started in in uh, Goosebumps. Did I say Ghostbusters? Goosebumps yeah, started in 1992, went all the way up to Monster Blood 4, book 62 in 1996. Yeah, that, that's what I have on the wiki I'm looking at. So those are the yeah. ones I want. Because, yeah. I, I those read, are the OGs. Oh my God, I read almost all of these. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I also like how they have like uh, sequels. Like the Haunted Mask two and <clears throat> Night of the Living. I mean, Night, Night of the Living Dummy. Say cheese yeah. and die again. Well, I'm, I'm actually seeing. So, say cheese and die was the fourth book, and then say cheese and die again was the forty fourth book. Oh, <laughs> weird! Well, that's continuity there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. Wow. In 1996, he released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve books. He released a book a month in 1996. And they're Jesus all great. R.L. Stein, baby. Oh, yeah. Egg Monsters from Mars. I remember that. Oh, God. This is so cool. <laughs> I'm going to get them all. I'm going to get them all. Well, there you go. Um, God, this is so sick. Yeah, that's my number two. Uh, if you like the show, support you. Go go to make uh, go to patreon.com slash network. You can support, the, support our shows there. Uh, go check out Over Under Fair. Uh, it's, a, it's another show on Make Fun Network. It's a it's a fun show where they talk about uh, they take a pop culture item from from history or, or in general and they they discuss whether it is uh, aptly overrated, underrated, or uh, fairly rated. Uh, it's a good fun thing there. Also, uh, yeah, just follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Top Five of Death. And if you have a death on how you died, send that death to Top Five of Death at Gmail dot com. Always a number five. Uh, David is uh, going to be on Turts. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to schedule that out, but uh, David, where else can people find you? I know you got a you're a, a Twitter person. Sure am uh, at other Dave Thomas on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I've been running a campaign for a long time to get Wendy's to sponsor me as their official uh, spokesperson and comic, uh, but <laughs> they have yet to respond to me. I've gotten. Uh, it's funny. I'll, I'll tweet at them, and then like Subway will like it, and I'm like, I'm not talking to you, Subway, and. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other Dave Thomas, hit me up. <laughs> do it, do it. Uh, all right, Fro, what is your number one fucking Dr. Seuss book? My number one is Dr. Seuss's Fox in Socks. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real shit bum. I fucking loved Dr. Seuss. I don't know what to fucking tell you. All right? And I loved him enough to warrant three spots on my fucking top five list. Big whoop, fight me over it, okay? All right, I will. Uh, Fox, (laughs) Fox and, uh, Fox and Socks, uh, for me was, that is like the crazy read because this is the one that is like, this one was really deep and psychedelic. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it really fucking meant something to me. Nothing like thinking about fucking chicks ticking and talking and bricks being sick and, and, you know, squawking. Uh, but this one is like such a heavy tongue twister book. Like it it is straight. Rapid fire, front to back, all tongue twisters. And so this one I I do remember reading over and over and over again and trying to be able to read it without flubbing any of the words. Uh, I'm sure I failed to do that uh, probably 99% of the time. Um, But it's the story of just like the fox and finding the socks and finding Mr. Knox uh, with the box and then kind of like putting them through all these things like, oh, we could do this and 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 this. And then eventually, again, this character is like, fuck off, will ya? 
Like Dr. Seuss really loved the like just a dude that just badgers somebody until somebody has had enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, and seeing him kind of lose his shit uh, and flip out on the fox and then make him start feeling bad for what he's doing. And then just the fucking tongue twister that kind of like rattles off with him about beetles and ba- beetles battles inside bottles with brooms and whatnot. Uh, it's, it's just always kind of blown my mind that somebody wrote this. Obviously I'm not the most eloquent person in the world. I'm not the most intelligible person typically either. Uh, so I just, I, I just always appreciated this. And this, I mean, this is essentially just a fucking rap song. <laughs> and, uh, I kind of, I kind of enjoy that factor. I would love to hear, this is a book on tape that I would love to see like Busta Rhymes read over. <laughs> uh, and to see if he could fucking fluidly do it. There was somebody uh, that wrapped it recently over like a Dr. Dre beat. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to uh, check that out. That's uh, pretty funny. But yeah, no, it's just like I loved Dr. Seuss. I, I really did. Um, <clears throat> I didn't need, it, obviously compared to you guys who had <laughs> deep uh, meanings behind most of your uh, your books. I didn't, I didn't really care about any of that shit. I just wanted to have fun uh, while I was reading and not have a moment where I like, I cried because I was like, ah, fuck. Uh, I'm tall. (laughs) Or, you know, (laughs) I want to be a greaser or I wish I was a little girl that uh, ate pills and got big or small. Uh, What? Else? He's talking about Alice in Wonderland. Um, Fro, the thing is, the, we're saying that about these books because we remember them having an impact on the on us, and that's why uh-huh. we remember them, and that's why they're top five books we read as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and because they had an impact. So yeah, you're saying these had an impact Fox, too. Okay, all right. Yeah, dude, it, it it just it it gave me the love to just have fun, you know. The, the foxes in socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, and I had fun reading these books. It was a challenge to me, and I enjoyed that challenge. Um, oh, hell yeah. And, you know, at 34 years old, I want to take that challenge again and see if I still got it, baby. And chances are, I don't. But that's it. I, I love Dr. Seuss. I appreciate uh, what he did for this world. Would you uh, give him a kiss on the butt? Corpse butt? Yeah. Or live butt? Corpse butt. Uh, I would I would kiss a corpse cheek. Wherever he is now. Yeah, wherever he is now. Uh, where, where, yeah, sure. where is he? So earlier, I thought, when you said uh, he was from the area, I thought you were going to pick a Curious George book. Oh. Is he from? Is he actually from here? The guy who wrote Curious George? Which I don't have a clue what the name is. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, thought I just you, thought they I, always just weirdly had a store here, but I didn't think they were actually... Oh, uh, that would yeah, make sense I don't, then. No, it's the one guy's from Germany, but he died in Cambridge. Yeah, they both. So it's a husband and wife, I think, that wrote them, and they're from Germany, but they end up living in Cambridge and died in Cambridge. Damn what Germans ever. coming here to die! Yeah, Damn what it. are we there, Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Cambridge is a German Florida. <laughs> we should we should make a bunch of posters and put that all over Cambridge. <laughs> Whatever. Cambridge is a German Florida. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sick of this bullshit. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Uh, um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's it for me. I super enjoyed uh, Dr. Seuss. I'm sorry, boys, that I didn't bring you any sort of fucking, you know, 
existential fucking books that really no, fucking just, made you, you didn't, think. No. You didn't choose any novels. No, I'm not. Which I wasn't. I have never been a novel person. I, I've always enjoyed. Why do you think I asked? Is it an easy read? I like easy read. Work smarter, not harder. I don't need to work hard to fucking read a goddamn book. <laughs> give me, give me, right. give me five big words on one page, and mm, that is what I want. Uh, okay. And also, yeah, not a single one of them doesn't have pictures included in it. So. Perfect. Good. I like visuals, baby. Baby. But yeah. All right. My number Fox one. Fox and socks. Yes, sir. My number one is The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Oh, what? you're all about giving. I know. Why are you such a giving goose? Oh, I didn't even realize that. Uh, this is. I love this book so much. This is something that I I have bought for people when they they're having kids. I still have my original OG copy from when I was a child. Uh Man, this book is great. You guys don't like this book? I never, never read, read it. it. James? No, I like it. I like it. It's... All right, so you and David are boyfriend and boyfriend now. Mm. Let's give each other trees. Oh, <laughs> what what is the, what is this you book about? Be, you can be my tree, and I'll pick your fruit, baby. Oh um, yeah. So it's so. about a little boy in a tree. Yep. And <laughs> the little boy, uh, he. God, I can he asked for an apple, right? Faster than I can. Um, he does get apples, but the tree loves this little boy, and they play together. And then the tree, the boy gets older, and it's about how they grow apart as the boy grows older, and he kind of takes advantage of the tree. Uh, and then, as an old man comes back and realizes, you know, reflects on his life, um, and what and everything that the tree has given to him. It's it's so good. I've got goosebumps. I love this book. No, oh, you have bounce. the giving tree. Matt had goosebumps. Oh, yeah. right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm here. You can't stop this guy. Nope. They call me the mask. I, I like Shel Silverstein Smoke a head. lot. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever read any of his poetry books? Like uh, Where the uh, Sidewalk Ends and whatnot? Where the Sidewalk Ends. Yeah, that's a good one. I have not. I, I see all these Shel Silverstein books and whatnot, and like I want to check them out, but I'm like, ah, it's too late. <laughs> a light in the attic is another one. Um, he has a poem about um, uh, Captain Hook and like giving Captain Hook advice. Like Captain Hook must remember never to pick his nose. Uh, Captain uh, Hook uh, must what? remember never to scratch what? his toes. The giving a hook oh, I, for a I hand. It, you're I definitely it, not. Yeah, come on, come on. The picking hook. <laughs> Sorry. The so yeah, hook. And it's quite has, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Shel Silverstein, he's great. His <laughs> books are great, and uh, The Giving Tree is my number one. Where's Shel Silverstein from? Shel Silverstein from? He's from the uh, he's New, New York, the German. He's oh, from no, New York, Chicago. 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 <laughs> ah, Polish sausage. Oh, he died at sixty-eight in nineteen ninety-nine. So, in Florida. Who cares where he's from? He's going to go die in Cambridge. Yeah. Uh, weird fact: <laughs> uh, siblings Donald Trump. What is that? That is not true. Oh, well, I just I I I googled him, and on the side here it just says siblings Donald Trump. No, he's from a Jew. Wikipedia says he was born into a Jewish family in the Logan Square neighborhood of Chicago. He was. I don't. Uh, I have no idea what from college. I have no <laughs> idea why that's on there. <laughs> so that's yeah. what Google says. Uh, well, uh, you know what? Oddly, it's actually Bing. 
So Bing? Um, you use Bing. You're okay. fucking kidding me right now. I, I so I currently just shifted over Microsoft Edge for a bit uh, to test it out. It's been getting a lot of good uh, reviews lately, and um, yeah, this is what it says on the side. So maybe they're they still have a little bit, but a bit of kinks to get out. Huh. So oh, I'm yeah, dude, I don't know. In, I'm looking this up in Bing right now. Well, I'm about to put it in the chat thing, but nonetheless, uh, siblings what? Donald Trump. Holy shit! <laughs> you see <laughs> it too. So funny, right? I just don't know what that means. So I don't know. It's it's just not, it's just simply not true. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know why that's there. I don't know how that ended up on this sidebar of Bing. Uh, when I odd. when I looked it up, I didn't see any sort of uh, connection between the two. Huh? Wait. Weird. I'm looking at Shel Silverstein's personal life thing, and there's a sentence. He had one daughter, Shoshana Jordan Hastings, born June 30th, 1970, with Susan Taylor Hastings of Sausalito, California. He reportedly met her at the Playboy Mansion? Yeah, he did illustrations for Playboy. Oh. Uh, what a king. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's Interesting. Awesome. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. And and uh, Hugh Hefner wrote an intro to one of his, uh, uh, his books. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, he's the man. Well, there you go. Uh, he's got pictures in these books, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, this is a picture book. I'll Very, I'll definitely read this then. You can read this, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Oh, my God. David, nice. number one. My number one, uh, absolutely uh, something I love very much, uh, the Calvin and Hobbes books. Ooh, that's good. Absolutely, Calvin... Th- they're I know just, Better Matt wants to fucking question you because they're technically not books and they're more comic no, strips. Those but are collections uh, of newspaper comic strips. I don't. I don't allow. <laughs> you you put them all together and they make a fucking book. All right. Don't. <laughs> so don't, don't at me on this. My computer right now, the stand that my computer is on because it's too low, is the complete Calvin and Hobbes hardcover collection. So like I love uh-huh. these, but uh-huh. I they're not. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Uh, all right. Well, nerd, let me just explain <laughs> because, well, damn it. Now I'm riled up. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did. He's going to show his wiener now. Uh, damn it. Here, check out my wiener on page 10. Anyways. Uh, no, I don't know. Like just the, the number of, they're, they're just perfect. Like I remember just reading them and, and, like if there's one thing I can really appreciate now is dramedies. And I, I feel like such a douche saying it, but like, I love just like, like that blend is just, it just speaks to me in a way. And I feel like Calvin Hobbes did that absolutely perfectly. Like they were hilarious, but they, like they dealt with the, these real themes and, and the fact that like this kid, like did have to confide so much in Hobbes in the first place. And like the, the way they tackle, like, their house gets uh, broken into one time, like, and like all the issues going around, like the, his parents were clearly not happy with each other. And <laughs> like, it, it's, it's honestly like going, like I I've gone back and I've read them. I have them all on the shelf behind me and it's friggin' dark. And, but it's also, I, I don't know, like they're so innocent in a way. And I just feel like, right. I, I, I just feel like they're so timeless. I think they're perfect. And, uh, a thousand comic strips back from, you know, back to back reads like a goddamn book. So, so it ran eighty five to ninety five. Ten years. A long time. 
Yeah, I uh, I appreciate Calvin and Hobbes. I kind of I associate uh, with it being an only child and like, you know, you you only have yourself really, and so he mm-hmm. obviously created a uh, a figment in his imagination, his stuffed you know tiger. And uh, why do you the say adventures that? that they go on? Why? Which part? Why do you say that? Which that part? Created it. That he, that it was a figment of his imagination. Because it's not a real fucking tiger. Calvin would have been ripped it's apart never, if it was a real never, tiger. It's it's never once said that. Oh, wow. You oh, really, what are you really doing? What is this? What, what 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 are you doing? He everybody else <laughs> sees everybody else sees a stuffed tiger. Calvin sees a anthropomorphic walking around talking tiger. Sure. Sure. But it's it's about his perspective. And to him Second. it's just as real as anybody else. And this is really important to Bill Watterson. And uh, that you don't say it's reasons. an imaginary character. Yeah, and it's it's the reason why there's no Calvin. And, one of the reasons why there's no Calvin and Hobbes merch. There's never been a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon. What do you mean? I see. Movies. I see Calvin pissing on so many fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> none of none of that is. That's all bootleg and unauthorized. Bill what a, what a weird thing. Calvin is the poster boy for it. Fuck that. Yankees. <laughs> oh my I mean, gosh. I'm wearing a Red Sox hat and I'm pissing on this Yankees logo. You know what, Matt? Your 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 laptop might be on the hardcovers, but you're on a soapbox right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. So um no, it's it was very important to him. So, you know, he, he said, I don't want there to be a doll of Hobbes, because man, he would have made billions because mm-hmm. That's not a question that he answers and wants to answer because to him, to Calvin, it is just as real as anything else. And it is, and, uh, it was very important. I love, this is, in my opinion, the greatest comic strip of all time. I, I adore I, Calvin. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but based solely off of how this started, I'm just still going to tell you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and Family Circus just, is the greatest comic strip fuck of all time. right up. <laughs> Family Circus might be the worst comic. Uh, it's watch. definitely the worst. That and Kathy. Oh, Kathy. <laughs> oh, no. Kathy has like a, at least Kathy has um, you know it has an audience. Something. It knows its audience, and it it uh, hits that niche right. Family Circus yeah. is literally fucking hot trash. I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> Yo, if you write Family Circus, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Take that, author of Family Circus. <laughs> yeah, eat it. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Kevin Hobbs is like uh, it's fucking brilliant. I love it. I have a collection on my bookcase. Um, mm. If you don't know Kevin Hobbs, fucking do yourself a service and get yourself some of the collections because it's it's fucking magic. And honestly, it's fucking magical. Like what you can read and the, his imagination yeah. is is on a different level. Do you know like which? I think um, it, I think it is time proof. Honestly. Yeah. When you were a kid, so I read it in the newspaper as a kid because I'm old. Um, oh, but, and then I also when I was had, picking up the New York Times. Yeah, uh, it was in the Globe. Okay, and after um, playing stickball, and uh, I remember like cutting out, cutting them out, and hanging them up and stuff. And I ha- I remember a long, a long storyline about not doing homework that really hit me as a kid. But do you remember like which collections that you had when you were a kid? No, I mean. I don't remember right off the top of my head, but I'm looking here. I got the indisputable Calvin and Hobbes, the authorita- the authoritative Calvin and Hobbes, the Calvin and Hobbes Lazy Sunday book, something uh, uh, something out of bed is drooling, weirdos from another planet, attack of the deranged mutant killer monster, snow goons. That's, uh, I have that one right now. 
And I mean, yeah, I I I think I have them all. <laughs> I have I had authoritative. Authoritative was the only one I had as a kid, and then when they published the complete, uh, I got that. Yeah. Well, there you go. The days are just packed. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. These were these are my jam, and I just they're the perfect thing to just sort of go back to and just sort of get nostalgic about. Yeah. Big time. Coven and Hoobs. Coven He's not doing hoobs. anything now, huh? No. No, no. So he did did this strip for ten years, and then like lives in the like lives in the woods and paints and is a hermit he's he oh, yeah, strikes me as that yeah 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 it's which is kind of incredible um yeah but he uh th- there was um someone else was doing like a comic strip within the last 10 years that was a like, paying tribute to him and he got him to do like a panel in in a strip oh really uh, yeah and it was pretty cool but nice all right Matt, take us home all Holy right shit. he looks like he fucks kids though Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Damn it, we're not going to end on that. <laughs> this is the first like time I've ever looked at him, but he looks like he fucking tortures children in a basement. Wow. It's that mustache. It's because well, he looks like the dad. He's got to have something to do. <laughs> that's, that's true. When you live in, in the woods uh, painting, you need a yep. hobby. Uh, my number one is uh, one that has was briefly mentioned already. I definitely read this one on the, on the older side of being a kid, but... Uh, my number one, this is like my favorite book, like I think in general, is uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, Matt, I, I didn't think of that as a kid's book, so that's why I brought it up. Man, Matt, so, that book's awesome. It is awesome. I, I read it as like a, like a young, a, a very young adult. Young lad? Like I said, it's very much like on the tail end of like when you would be considered like a kid. But um, I love I love that book. I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so uh, funny. And like, I think... I think you're right, Matt, to a degree where it's like you don't really think of it as a kid's book, um, but it kind of is, right? It's a little, um, it's pretty out there, um, but it's definitely mature enough where a a person at the age I read it would feel older reading it, even though it's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> um, but I love that book. I love the characters. You already mentioned like Zaphod Beeblebrock's. And just like all like the stupid Marvin the paranoid android, yeah, all the stupid shit that goes on um, in that whole story, and it's just like you know, and like all like the quippy humor of. So you read the book before the movie. What do you? Yes. How do you feel about the movie? I, I think actually that might have been the first time where I was like, the book is better. <laughs> I think it was probably the first time that I've ever said that. Um, is that the Martin Freeman uh, movie? Yeah. Right. Okay. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, there's too. like a there's a, a BBC yep. series too, but uh, I've only ever seen the Martin Freeman. Movie. I, I like the production of the movie. I thought the production was was good. Um, I don't know why. It just it's just like um, it didn't hit me as 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 well as the as the book did. So I, s- I actually saw the movie first, and so I was like, "Wow, this is great! It was so much fun!" And then read the book. I was like, "Okay, I get it. What people were mean about the book being much better." Yeah, the book was was a lot of. I mean, there's a you know. 42 the meaning of life and you know don't forget your towel and there's so many like pop like pop culture like touchstones yeah don't panic um there's a lot to it and yeah i didn't i i feel like the book i I know it does get a lot of notoriety i don't feel like it gets the notoriety it deserves for you know injecting those touchstones into pop culture Mm -hmm. 
Um, Have you read any of the sequels? Uh, so long and thanks for all the fish. It says here that uh, it's volume one in a trilogy of five. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's so long and thanks for all the fish. And um, there's another restaurant at the end of the universe. Restaurant at the end of the universe, I think, is uh, where I think I only read the first three. I don't really remember too much of the other two. Um, but that, man, Hitchhiker's Guide is so fucking good. That's no, a great pick. No one else read it? I know Fro did. Uh, I've only seen I've I, seen the movie and that's about it. I never read it nor saw the movie. So Oh, I, you should definitely read it. Definitely. No, nah, you should just you should watch the movie, if anything. Yeah, maybe I'll watch the movie. I love Sam Rockwell. I'll do that. Do it. Yeah. Uh Sam Rockwell, Martin Freeman, um Alan Rickman Zoe, as the uh Zoe Deschanel. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Um, Most Def is in it. Most Trillium. Most hey, Def is David, so good in it. Too. Uh, uh, personal he tangent is. here. Did you know uh, that? Uh, uh, no one's going to know. This is a very local reference inside baseball story. Did you know that Mike D dated Zoe <laughs> Deschanel in college? Yeah, that that's always been the most infuriating thing to me. <laughs> like that fucking goof. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah. Uh, our with me. I know David through improv and improv Boston and the old artistic director. Uh, was like as David said, just like a nerdy goof, fucking weirdo. But a, but he dated Zoe Deschanel in college. Yeah, but that's yeah. her type, right? Because she was married to the the Death Cab for Cutie guy for a while, and yeah, that's maybe. the only way you can describe him. Yeah, but like they're like some level of like cool. Like <laughs> yeah. this this dude is like like a fucking weeb. I, like like I don't yeah. And, and that, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Weeb. Well, well, even no, and like not a weeb in the way that word is actually defined. I just feel like oh, the, okay. the way the, the way the way that sounds. I'm just like, look at that weeb. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so going to uh, go to makefun.network if you want to become a fun button. You can have your list read. We have a fuck ton of comments on this topic, of course, because yeah, this, this episode is, is already a hundred years long. Um. <laughs> but that's okay. So I'm just gonna blast through these. Uh, if you want your uh, list read, go to makefun.network or search Makefun Network on Facebook and join the group. Uh, so here we go. Jake Polly, number five, Captain Underpants. Number four, Animorphs. Number three, Boxcar Children. Number two, Guinness Book of World Records. That's actually a good one. And number one, Goosebumps. Is Guinness uh, Book, that's really good. Yeah, Logan Smith. Number five, Winnie the Pooh. Number four, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Number three, Scooby-Doo Comics. Number three, The Dictionary, Due to My Terrible Spelling. Edit here because Mitch Mint is a genius. And number one, Hatchet. I don't know what that is. Hatchet. Uh, Mitch Mint, huh. number five, The Lorax. Number four, Hatchet again. Number three, The Chocolate War. Number two, A Series of Unfortunate Events, the uh, Astor Academy, book five. And number one, 1984. I was reading very advanced for my age uh, and read this at 12. Still my favorite book. Uh, all right. Ryan Brown, Fro's best friend, number five. My uh, the Wind and the Willows. That's a good one. Number four, The Phantom Tollbooth. I don't know. I saw that on a bunch of lists, but I didn't know what it was. Number three, A Wrinkle in Time. Number two, Choose Your Own Adventure, especially Journey Under the Sea. And number one, Where the Wild Things Are. Surprised that wasn't on That's there. That's such a good book, and that was so close to being on my list. That and The Hobbit were my big honorable mention. Uh-oh. What the fuck? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm reading it along. Daniel Sepultura, number one, Cat in the Hat. Number two. Oh, I'm sorry. Number five. He fucked up. Number five, where the wild things are. Number four, green eggs and ham. My man. Number three, Captain Underpants. Number two, the hungry caterpillar from Fro's enemy, Daniel Sepultura. My man. Oh, oh. Is is this the is this the olive branch? Is this <clears> the <throat> moment where you both realize your your mother's names are Martha? <laughs> Martha, Martha, why'd you say that? Hey, Daniel Sepultura. 
You are right in my book. All right. Brian. But hey, Josue. Fuck you, you <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Number five. Uh, Encyclopedia Brown. That's a, a classic series. Number four, Green Eggs in Hand. Number three, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Number two, Super Fudge. And number one, Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, Chucky. Number five, Animorphs. Number four, Shell. Silverstein. Books. The Giving Tree. Missing Peace. Falling Up, etc. Number three, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Number two, Harry Potter. And number one, Goosebumps. Chucky. Uh, Lindsay Mansfield. <laughs> Uh, number five, Saddle Club series. Like most girls at the time, I was obsessed with uh, with horse. Oh, <laughs> it just says horse. horse. Yeah. With horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love horse. Uh, as an Australian, uh, the series also opened me up to various aspects of American culture. Oh, now I feel bad for uh, uh, giving you shit. Uh, I love horse. You're not going to feel bad in a minute. Number four, Goosebump series. I wish I could say this was my intro to horror. Uh, but they did cement my love of the genre. Number three, anything to do with true paranormal or the occult. I especially loved uh, the Reader's Digest books, Into the Unknown, uh, and Mysteries of the Unexplained. Oh, I see what you tried to do here. <laughs> I was hoping that she would have got I you. almost, well, Fro, Fro tipped me off to look for something. Uh. So, so you can blame Fro for me not falling into that trap, you fucking bastard. Number Am four, I the bastard or her? Which you're one? all bastards in my book. Uh, what will be number two now, teen horror novels, especially R.L. <laughs> Stein and uh, Chris, Christopher Pike. And number one, Tomorrow When the War Began series. I don't know if this took off in the States, but it was an amazing series set in uh, rural Australia about a group of teens trying to survive and fight back after an invasion. Is any part of Australia not rural Australia? Wow, that's real insensitive, Matt. I'm surprised a progressive yeah. like you would make such a statement. Hey, you know what's How crazy? Looking at her profile, she's from Tasmania. That's crazy. Hey, listen, this show's worldwide, baby. Tasmania? Uh, Leon Canaan. Cannon. I don't know how to say your name. Number five, JRPG. I could get my hands, uh, every JRPG I could get my hands on reading. Uh, those huge games were my books, subtitles, uh, substitute until I started enjoying reading as an adult. One of my life's biggest regrets. Uh, that's a stretch, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> Number four. That's any, more of a stretch than Calvin and Hobbes. Any fighting, fan- <laughs> yeah. any fighting fantasy slash choose your own adventure books. Number three, The Eleventh Hour. Number two, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Number one, Mick Foley autobiography. Hey, that, that uh, first uh, Mick Foley oh. autobiography. Have a nice day. Really that's fucking actually, good. That is a really good one. That That's an honorable mention. Uh, Anthony Lippert. Number five, Goosebumps. Number four, Charlotte's Web. That's a good one. Number three, Animorphs. Number two, Dragon Lance. And number one, Broken Sky. Uh, Joe Beans, number five, The Berenstain Bears. Good memories with my sister. Number four, Paranormal nope, it's Books. Berenstain Bears. Ben Shut Stain up. Bears, he right, he, he <laughs> wrote it wrong. Whatever. Not enough words. Not enough letters to make it sound correct. Um, <laughs> paranormal Books. Always fun to scare yourself before bed. Number three, Stephen King, Mom's, uh, Mom's Way of Ruining Me. Number two, Goosebumps, Fun Tales Growing Up. And number one, The Bible. Anything you want. Uh, Monsters, poetry, war, philosophy, revelations is so metal as a kid. Uh, uh, Detective Pretzel, Patrick Letzel. uh, (laughs) uh, I'm counting kid as small child through early teenage years and are ordered as such. Number five, where the wild things are. Number four, Animorphs. Number three, Goosebumps. Number two, the Sonara series. uh, Shannara series. And number one, Dragonlance. Uh, Justin Malin. Number five, nothing. Number four, nothing. Nothing. Number three, nothing. Number two, The Giver. Number one, Goosebumps. Uh, Andrew Bowen. Number five, White Fang. 
Number four, where the red fern grows. Yeah, that was almost on my list, too. Number three, any of those list of facts types of books. Number two, Harry Potter. And number one, ass load of DC comics from 60s and 70s inherited from my uncle. A list of facts-like books? Like textbooks? Yeah, like bathroom <laughs> like, reader. Like toilet books, dude. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Gustavo Simon, a freaking <laughs> OG butt. Number five, Goosebumps. Number four, Spud series. Oh, shit. I forgot about the Spud stuff. Uh, number three, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Number two, Magic Treehouse. And number one, Jurassic Park slash Lost World. Huh? Uh, Espen Jansen, number five, Detective Conan. Real fold, uh, real, fu- real fold, real fond memories of clever mysteries, strong art, and surprising amount of gore. Also holds up real well uh, when rereading as an adult. Number four, Dragon Ball. I was really into the pre-Z stuff, and I still believe it to be the superior part of the series. The Z saga is good, but I dislike the way manga, the manga went from crazy adventures to being a power fantasy simulator. Fair point. Number three, Lord of the Rings. I don't think I ever read all of it, but along with the movies and games, Lord of the Rings has played too big a part in my life, not to mention. I also listened to the audiobooks as a couple months ago. I found the story to be incredibly well-written and emotional to the point of crying. Number two, Donald Duck Comics. Hell yeah, brother. Boy, did I read a lot of Donald Duck. Uh, Double D. Double D. My favorite are the stories about Uncle Scrooge, specifically those made by Carl Bark and Don Rosa. Number one, Harry Potter. Never have I been as immersed in a fictional world as much as I was in the world of Harry Potter. I remember reading and rereading the books over and over in my childhood, and I often dive in as an adult too and they hold up surprisingly well uh, as as funny exciting and colorful stories up for children of all ages uh i also said i also read a lot of other fantasy stuff but uh, most of it was norwegian so there you go josh barkin the dog butt number five charlotte's web number four james and the giant peach that's a good one number three charlie and the chocolate factory number two harry potter number one goosebumps matt duncan uh the yo-yo butt Number five, Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Number four, Hank the Cowdog series. Uh, number three, The Chronicles of Pretty in Books, or Pradane. Number two, Goosebumps. And number one, Goblins in the Castle. Kyle Lakey, uh, number five, The Plant That Eats Dirty Socks. Number four, The Chronicles of Narnia. Number three, The Giving Tree. Number two, The Hatchet. I don't know what that is. And number one, Maniac McGee. One of my favorites still, Kyle Lakey. Hell yeah. Uh, Mike Dill, number five, Peter Rabbit. Number four, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Number three, Goosebumps. Number two, The Berenstein Bears. Number one, Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, oh, Jackie. Jackie Presedo. Uh right. Number five, Encyclo- uh, Encyclopedia Brown. Number four, From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweller. Frankweiler. Number three, Fear Street Series. Oh, the Fear Street Series. Oh, I remember those. And number two, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And number one, Tamora Pierce's Song of the Lioness Series. Christian Animal Kingdom, number five, The Chronicles of Narnia. Number four, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Number three, Arl Stein, Fear Street Series. Oh, wow. Number two, The Dollhouse Murders. And number one, Anything by Dean Koontz. <laughs> Dean Koontz. Uh, uh, I picked up a book uh, of his at a yard sale when I was 12, and it totally changed my level of reading. Uh, only two more to go. Daniel Morrison, film number five, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Forgot about these until the movie came out. Number four, Where the Wild Things Are. Number three, Gom on Windy Mountain by Grace Chuton. Young fantasy I was made to read as punishment because I hated reading, but the re- <laughs> uh, but read the series. Number two, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Love the creepy weirdo shell Silverstein books. Uh, number one, Walt Disney is a penguin that hated the cold. Cheered me up at a really early age. 
Love yeah. the Penguin that hated the cold. Not the, I've never read the book, but uh, in the Three Caballeros, he has a section in that cartoon, and it's so good. Uh, uh, Will Valentine, number four, nothing. Number three, anything by Jim Davis. Number two, Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Number one, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And there you go, everybody. Uh, that got a Wayside School in there. <laughs> got a got a Wayside School. I got two of them, I believe. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for being on the show. David, Matt, Fro. Matt, uh, right to you, ooh, right back me. at you. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Matt. Matt. Thanks for having you us. You never man. get thanked, so I figured might as well throw it your way. Wow, wow. We're really advancing as a society. Thank uh, you, Matt. <laughs> oh, those boobs. Let's, let's forget to look at the boobs. <laughs> hey, I'm going to hang up now and just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. All right, thank you, and as always, smell you later.